Good evening. Here we go. Welcome to another edition of BP Live Talk Radio. I am now recording. I'm ready to do this. Tonight we're going to have my friend Andrew Bird on. I like Andrew. He's been on before and I like him. He's just a good guy. I don't know what to say. I got shit I want to talk about. I've been drinking, if you can't tell, which you probably can't, but I have a little bit. I went to go pick up some food and I sat at the bar and uh, they had this beer. I don't know. Some special fucking beer was delicious and I think I had a little bit too much of it. Well, not really. I got home. I was fine. But then I started drinking when I got home and now I'm drinking now and whatever. It is what it is. I'm here and I'm ready to do a fucking show. There's things I want to talk about. Not a whole lot of things, but there are things that I do want to talk about that I think are important that need to be discussed. And I think Andrew's a perfect person to discuss this with me. Where's Andrew? Where is he? Let's get him on. Let's cut this bullshit. Call him right now. Oh, it's a new Skype music. There's a new music here with Skype. It's got a beat to it. <laughs> Hello. Yo. What's going on, Andrew? What's up? Not much at the house for once. You're at the house for once? Yeah. That's excellent. What, are you getting down yeah. over there? What are you playing? What music are you playing? Uh, uh, R&B artist called Black Bear. Black Bear. Is he a newer artist? Uh, he's kind of newer. He started off as like a DJ and EDM, and then he started singing. You know, uh, I'm really torn <laughs> with rap right now. Listen, I'm a big... Uh-oh, here we go. I'm a big... <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm a little buzzed, so I don't give a fuck. I'll be honest. You know, I go way... I'm sober tonight. Oh, that's fine. I, I go way, way back. Um, You know, I'm I'm in my 40s, so I go back to the 80s, you know, the 90s. Uh, to me, Nas was incredible. Gangstar. Uh, Nas is still incredible. What are yeah, you talking about? He's know, number one. Yeah, Wu Tang Clan. You know, like like all ba- back in the day, you had these really catchy, good basic beats, and these guys could fucking rap. Today, it's all different. It's all different now. It's very very hard for me to find music that I actually like. You have to. You have to dig. Well, it's all you, you underground know what? now. Well, I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, I've never said this before on the show. I'll be honest. There are some things that I have found that are new that I like. Now, this is one gonna, of them. Hang on. I'm going to play one. The, 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 this is one of them. I, I like this song. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's catchy. And oh, wait, here it is. Okay. I like this song. Don't it's, fuck it up. Can you hear that? You can hear that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Motorsport, put that thing in sports. Oh, come on, that's good. Yeah, that's You a dork, never been a sport. I like that dumb fucking song. I almost hate myself that I like it, but I do. It's But here's a lot of the new age hip hop. It's actually about the production. It's not about the lyrics. And all it is is most of it's done in a cadence. It's a triplet way they rap is only like right now the only thing that's hot is doing triple it cadences so it's once syllable one syllable one syllable i mean if i wrote it out i could write the crap like yeah, but it's all formulated there's nothing to write he's mumbling i mean listen to him yeah it's one syllable <laughs> just... it's one syllable <laughs> but it's catchy i can't help it it's fun i don't know what to say you know it's this... it, it's catchy because of that's a triggerism. I, I was into music composition for 12 years, like since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And 
bringing it back. And what they're doing is that style of rapping actually started in around 1996, and it was only done in four bars from uh, one rapper. It wasn't constantly in every single song. It would be like one rapper on a feature that on a feature that would do it, and then everyone else would go back to their regular styles. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just very, very catchy. I have Sirius Radio, so it's in my car, and I listen to Hip Hop Nation sometimes because I, I do like hip hop, and I want something to come at me and say, I like this. And these are the songs that I've heard throughout, you know, listening to uh, Hip Hop Nation that I'm like, oh, you know what? That's not that bad. Most most of the music sucks. I'll say that, but some of it really isn't that bad. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm impressed. Yeah. It's like last Sunday I was at a real hip hop show. Um, one of my buddies was, was doing a, ho- a welcome back um, home from his tour, and everyone was going ape. And like his stuff is raw. Like he's uh, been on one six and part six times as a winner over the last ten years since two thousand six or so, so twelve years. Yeah. And uh, I mean stuff like that. And he was, he won't take a. A record deal. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to do it on my own. So, okay, so here's another song I like. I like this song, too. This is popular, too. Yeah, yeah. This has uh, yeah, yeah. that guy yeah. Drake and some other guy. I don't know. And I understand, I have a system in my car. I have, like, subs and stuff. So when I hear this music, it sounds great. I don't know. I think the song is catchy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. That's not catchy. Yeah, the production is killer. It's awesome. It's fantastic. I mean, I, I don't know. It's so, I mean, as, as much, but don't, don't get me wrong. There's not as much great hip hop as there was years and years ago. It, it's, it's gone downhill. It's pretty not bad, as, but, it's not as mainstream. Correct. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's terrible. I mean, some of it's just absolutely terrible, but there are a few out there that get me that I say, okay, I can listen to that. In fact, now that we're talking about this, I might, I might as well do this now. I was going to do this later, but I'll do this now. Um, because I think Dustin said he might call. Anyway, the call-in number before we do all this, 347-712-3737 is the call-in number. You can call in and talk to Andrew and I. Uh, you probably won't because most people aren't. I don't know. They don't have the courage enough to call in. I don't know what the fuck it is. Just call in. Silly. Um, when you get a second, check your uh, Facebook Messenger. I just sent you a link to something you need to blast. Okay. You'll be like, whoa. I will check that. But but before we get to that, I got to do this real quick because this is this is – where the fuck is it? I guess I have to go <laughs> to it. Okay. This guy, I want you to hear this guy. This actually was done about, I'd say, 10, 15 years ago. This was somebody that I saw on MTV. You may know this. Hang on. Let me let me bring it up on YouTube. There it is. Um, okay. Back, year, back in the 2002, 2003, there was a show on MTV called The Battle. I don't know if you remember it. What it was, was yeah. they would take two amateur rappers and put them against each other. They would battle. And then, the, you know, they, they would, you know, do this thing. Whoever won the battle won the battle. Anyway, it was a great show. It was, it was very entertaining to watch. Um, they had this guy on called Blind Fury. Do you know who Blind? Yeah. yeah. You know who yeah. he is? Yeah. Okay, don't say anything because you know who he is. Hang on a second. I just want to play to the audience. I want to play this first and then I'll explain to you who this guy is because you're going to hear this and probably have one like interpretation of who you think this guy is. And he's not even in that realm. Hang on. Let me find it. Let me go back. Okay. This is him.
Okay, hang on. This is him rapping. Let me bring it up. This is so good. Okay, here we go. This is him rapping. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah, I peep it. We gon' do it like this. Check it, check it. When I spit, I know you trying to feel it, but you winning this battle was kind of like calling bias a midget. It ain't gon' be. It ain't though I say so. We, you ain't got a home, but you should've stayed home. B, listen, homeboy, your flow too damn soft. This cat look like a homeless Luther Vandross. Really, I'm not playing. Yo, fresh dog, you oughta be singing. Yes, 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 y'all. Like KRS-One, advise you to step, son. Cause what I'm talking about, I got a weapon. Ask no questions. Pack the new Smith and Wesson. One in the chamber. Good is a danger. That guy's white and he's blind. <laughs> he's incredible. He's a blind white guy. He can't even see who he's rapping against. He's white yep. is, is the whitest guy you ever see. And oh my God, he can rap. He is one of the best rappers I've, I've still ever heard in my life. And I don't know how yeah, he's it, not bigger and, than and he, he is. He still is. randomly pops up. Yeah, I mean, stuff. but how is he not like huge? I mean, that is incredible. He's fucking good. I mean, I've, <laughs> am I wrong, Andrew? I mean, he's so fucking no, good. I've always been thrilled by seeing how much what he can throw at people. And that's just from what he's been around and everything, what he's dealt with on top of knowing how to interpret how other people talk to him. He is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Listen yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yo, it's like this, homeboy. I'm happy you looking at me. But I'm really about to make everybody in Brooklyn happy. You a punk and you really can't see me. You need to go to the bootlegger, get the MP3. It's like this, I got beef, but I'm gonna keep it lyrical. You need to do what Lala did, homie, and get a clue. <laughs> He's so good. It's absolutely wild. It's insane to me that he's not fucking like Jay-Z and Jay-Z somewhere else. I'm sorry, that that that's incredible. All right, so <laughs> I said to bring that up because I, you know, I, I remember seeing. I'll never forget. I never forget seeing that when I first saw it on TV, and I've always like every year looked him up, like Blind Fury, what's going on? He's still at it. He's still rapping. I just don't understand why he's not bigger because he's just fucking incredible. But uh, anyway, we'll we'll get off rap. People are gonna be like, "Oh, you talk about fucking rap all night? You're not gonna talk about rap all night." No. Three four We're seven. Just having fun right now. Yes. Three four seven seven one two three seven three seven. You can call in if you wish, if you dare. I shouldn't say if you dare. I love having callers. They just don't call. They get scared. I don't know what it is. Before we get to anything, I want to wish my very, very one of my best friends. She is like one of. There's no question. She's one of my best friends. It's Zofie Vape's birthday. I want to wish her a happy birthday. She's a wonderful person. She's a dear friend. I love her dearly. I hope she. I'm. I know she's not listening to this because she's out celebrating her birthday, which she should be doing. So yep. happy birthday, Sophie! It's wonderful. Happy birthday! And let me tell you something, because she she already told everybody, she's 36. She don't look no 36. And I told her that the other day. She's like, "Oh, I'm getting old." I said, "You're fine. Trust me. There's nothing wrong. You. She looks fantastic for 36. Most women would kill to look like her at 36. So happy birthday to my dear friend Sophie. Right? Am I wrong, Andrew? She don't look fucking 36. I don't know. I don't pay attention. <laughs> oh, come on. You've seen You've seen no, Sophie Babes. I, th I, I thought she was uh, younger than me, to be honest, and I'm 30. Right. Exactly. So, good for you, Sophie. Congratulations. She's the hardest work, one of the hardest working people that I know. She's wonderful. Uh, 
Tariffs start today. My Ooh. ring, my ring door. Do you have a ring doorbell? No. No, I have this ring doorbell that uh, my mother actually purchased for me. I was shocked. She purchased me a ring doorbell. It's the coolest thing ever and the most irritating thing ever. So it's cool because someone comes to my door, I can see who the fuck it is. And I can talk to him from my phone and be like, either take a hike or, you know, I'm coming or whatever it is. It's great. It's great. It works very well. The video quality on it's incredible. It's really cool. The problem is, is the fucking thing goes off every five minutes. Um, <laughs> if a bug flies in front of it, it goes off. I mean, it, it's, it, and I can do, I can shut it off so it doesn't do that. So it doesn't detract motion. But then what's the point? That's what I want. I want it to, to detect motion and come on and let me know if somebody's out there. Yeah, um, it shouldn't be that sensitive. So that's, oh, uh... yeah, it's very, very, very sensitive. So that's fucking irritating. But in general, other than that bullshit, it's, it's a great, it's a great, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend Excuse me, a ring doorbell. Anyway. I still have a hole in my blind, so it's all good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So tariffs start today. The tariffs start today. Just so everybody everybody understands, some of your hardware stuff like your kits and shit, the price is probably going to go up. You're going to probably wonder, why is it going up? I'll tell you why it's going up. So you understand, Andrew, most of my listeners really don't follow what's going on online. They're like, fuck all that. They're just people who vape that have been listening to me for years and years, and they count on me to give them their vaping information. So here's what's going on in the world of vape. Um, these tariffs are going to start. So kits are going to be charged a 25% tariff. Now, this is what I guess is going to happen. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, the distros are going to take a little hit. Wholesaler is going to take a little hit. The retail store is going to take a little hit. The consumer is going to take a little hit. They're all uh, going to customers are going to take a bigger hit. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it depends. I mean, you're right. I mean, I, I the customers are probably unfortunately going to take the biggest hit, but I don't think it's going to be that bad of a hit. Um, in other words, if you if a kit right now say I don't know, uh, Vaporesso, whatever the fuck, is say forty five dollars now in your local vape shop. Once this all goes through and these and these taxes, you know, these tariffs start taking effect, it may go up to fifty dollars. You know, it's not gonna be anything outrageous. It's not gonna be like things were forty five and now they're fucking seventy dollars. You're like, oh my god, it's not gonna be like that. No, what's but, gonna up happening to cover up the tariff is shops or online they're gonna start um, adding bundles with your starter pack. I've already seen talks of that. Oh yeah, sure. Oh, I'm sure, absolutely. Yeah, they'll do things like that. Um, but I, I think the biggest concern really is what vape shops are going to do, at least for my listeners, what vape shops are going to do. And, that, and that's what vape shops are going to do. I mean, there's going to be a low price increase. It is what it is. It's just going to be on, like, kits right now. Tanks and coils and all the other stuff, that's next. That's coming up, I think, in a week or two. They're going to do tariffs on those, too. It is yeah, what it's going it to be like 25% yeah. or to- total overall. And, and they'll probably do a tariff on e-liquid as well, but just people understand, unless your e-liquid is made and produced in China and being sold over here, you have nothing to worry about. Because I know it'll come out and all these people go, oh, what does that mean? I got a, oh, whoa, we got 25% tax or e-liquid. No, it's if you make it in China and it comes here, it's not going to affect any of, of, of us at all. So yeah, it's not even it's not even the fact of it being vaping. It's just how things fell yes. from six months ago. And, and, unless you, unless you vape decaying e liquid, then you have nothing to worry about. But uh, yo, and, don't be talking shit on my decaying. Yeah. It's still fire. <laughs> but it's still my go to. Yes, 
But but you know it is it, it is what it, you know. And the, and I was saying this in my last show, Andrew. Here's the fucked up thing. The fucked up thing is the whole point of Trump doing this is he's wanting companies to say, you know what, we're not going to buy from China anymore. Instead, we're going to create the product here, make it here, produce it here, and which will create jobs and this whole wonderful thing. Okay, that's his purpose of this. It's messed up with us because the problem is, is even if we want, let's say Andrew and I said, hey, let's start a factory and just make all this stuff here. And we say, okay, that's cool. We can't. We can't because we have to file a PMTA and the FDA has to give us permission to do it. So we can't fucking start businesses here and build all this stuff here. It's not an option for us. And I honestly just don't think Trump realizes that. If he did, he probably would have said, okay, well, then exempt them. Um, because that's the whole point of why he's doing this. It's not going to last forever. Eventually, somebody's going to break. China's going to break. Something's going to happen. A deal's going to be made. It's going to go away. But it's happening right now. It's not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. I see some people on social media making it a bigger deal than it really is. It's not a goddamn big deal. Everybody relax. Uh, yeah, it's just people like I went off about last week and people, uh, how do I put this? Um people not adjusting their margins correctly and throwing most of it on their um, customers on the consumers. Yes. So I guess it's going to be adjusted, but really people aren't adjusting it the way that it should be because they still want to make their money instead of being like here, it's paid for this way and that way. Yeah. They're just going to lump some of it. That's my fear. Uh, But I, I also have a, that not every shop is going to do it that way. Well, listen, uh, speaking of vape shops, hang on. Bacon soda. I've got bacon soda. I just had to hear that. Speaking hey. of, uh, do you know who that is? You know why that's so funny? You know who that bacon is? Bacon soda. I've got bacon soda. <laughs> I, I know I know the uh, song it comes from. Right. I'm not sure about that clip. That, I know, I, that's OT. Is that OT doing yeah, it? Yeah. No, no. I'll tell you who it is. That's 50 Cent. 50 Cent, like, last year put up a post on his Instagram, and uh, he loves that song, I guess. And and that was his post. He was doing something in the kitchen, and he, st- and he started singing that. Bacon soda. I've got bacon soda. <laughs> <laughs> and then what I did was I, 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 actually, I actually created a song, and I put that with the— Okay, so, Andrew, what's the greatest vape hip-hop song of all time? Like, the greatest song— Hip hop song done by a vapor. Do I you know don't what that is. Know. Well, I know what that is. It's Rip Trippers. So now this is Rip Trippers and Fifty Cent. That's Rip Trippers and Fifty Cent. Anyway, I'm getting off. I'm getting off topic here. How so, did it go from I was going to be drinking tonight to you being lit? Like I don't get it. I'm not lit. I just don't drink much, and I feel good. That's all. You know, I, I, I uh, hey. yeah. So, anyway, we were talking about vape shops. Vape shops are dying. I'm sorry to tell you vape shops are dying. They're dying. I see it. I see it here in Connecticut. I see it in other states. Vape shops are dying. Now, you're probably saying, why are vape shops dying? What the hell's going on? I'm going to tell you. shops, hybrid yeah, shops. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to well, tell you why they're dying, and Andrew's right. And then I'm going to tell you what you need to do so you don't die if you're a vape shop. I'm going to explain exactly what you do. So, number one, yes. Like here, for example, there's this guy, this Indian guy running all over Connecticut, opening up these shops called Vape and Smoke. 
And what he's doing is, is he's seeing where the dedicated vape shops are, and he's opening right near them. And you're saying, why is he doing that? I'll tell you why he's doing that. Because the beauty of it is, is he sells not only like e-liquid and vape stuff. He sells cigarettes. He sells uh, uh, pipe tobacco. He sells uh, pipes. He sells bongs. He sells bowls. He sells stuff for uh, cannabis. He's, he sells all kinds. He sells fucking candy bars, soda. He sells everything. Okay? Yeah. So, it's called expanding your horizon so you don't get dunked into a niche. Yes. So beca- because he sells all this stuff, he is able to sell e-liquid for a lot cheaper than you, the vape shop. So, for example, if you're a vape shop listening, and I know vape shops listen, if you're listening and you're selling uh, uh, naked for, say, 20 bucks for a 60 mil, say you're doing a 19.99 naked 60 mil, your friend down the street with a smoke-slash-hybrid vape shop down there, he's selling it for 13 bucks. And your customers are eventually going to find out, and they're going to say goodbye, and then they're going to see you again, and they go to him. Um, and then what happens is when you lose all your customers, now you're dying because um, you can't keep up because the guy's outpricing you down the street, and it's all over. So this is what's happening. It's happening all over the country. So if you're a vape shop, you're saying to yourself, well, what the fuck do I do? What do I do? How do I survive that? What's the answer? What's going to stop me from these people putting me out of business? I'm going to tell you what's going to stop you. Very simple. You have to expand. Do the same thing. Start selling uh, uh, dryer vaporizers, wax vaporizers, bowls, bongs, fucking uh, CBD products, the, the clearomizers for CBDs, ego batteries, these uh, medical marijuana patients and, and that, that use these uh, vape cartridges and oils and waxes. They love those batteries. You have to expand and start selling all that stuff. You have to sell more. I saw a vape shop actually here in Massachusetts. They're selling fucking socks for Christ's sakes. Sell anything. Yep. Start selling other shit because the days of selling 60 mils for 20 and 25 bucks a bottle and you making all this money and having a great thriving business are over. They're over. That, that doesn't exist anymore. It's all done. You need to expand what the fuck you sell and very goddamn quick. Or else, you're done. Hi, I now as of three months ago, I now make T-shirts too. I saw that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up. We're gonna bring up your T-shirts. I've seen your T-shirts; they're very very <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> yes, I see that. But see, and, and and it's interesting. You know what Andrew's saying is is I'm expanding to other things. Like I've started this T-shirt thing. Now Andrew has a juice line. I have two. Uh, yes, Andrew has two juice lines, and. You know, I was talking about this on my last show. This is what is insane to me about um, the e-liquid business and juice lines in general. I saw a woman post on Facebook last week, and I think you saw it too. She was very upset. Um, She was posting about how somebody was offering her, um, uh, they were offering her a price for her juice where she would make like a buck. And they're like, you know, talking about, oh, you know, uh, uh, you know, you're my bro, you know, I, I support you, blah, blah, blah. And her response was, well, if you support me, then why the hell shall I only make a buck off my juice? Why are you offering me such a low price for my juice? Just so people understand, there's these people out there, and they're here in the Northeast, and they're in other parts of the country, but I know of one in particular here in the Northeast. He owns a chain of, I'm not going to say his name. I don't have to. Everybody who listens knows exactly who I'm talking about. And I know you people listen. I know you do. Anyway. 
Um, this guy owns a chain of ape shops. He'll go to a juice company. He'll say, okay. He'll go to Andrew and say, hey, Andrew, I'll give you five bucks a bottle. And Andrew and- will go, hey, wait a minute. I'm not hardly going to make anything if I do that. Well, no, no, you don't get it, Andrew. I'll get you out there. I have like seven stores. I'll put you in all my seven stores. I'll, I'll get your juice into the hands of the people. I, listen, bro, I'll, I'll, I'll make a name for you, man. I'll back you. I'll always support you. I, you know, I'll be there for you. I'll always carry your juice. So these dummies go, okay, I'll do it. And then they sell them the juice for five bucks a bottle. And then what these guys do is they sell as much as they, they're selling them for 25 bucks a bottle in their vape shops. They're making a killing. The guy with the juice is making nothing. They will sell it until people don't give a shit anymore. And then once they don't give a shit anymore, which is usually a couple months tops, then they'll 90 just, days turn yep, around for yep. them to bring in new product. They'll lose your number. They'll never talk to you again until you take a fucking hike. Um, this happened that the e-liquid industry is a fucking disgusting, ruthless industry. It really is. This whole vape fam shit is bullshit when it comes to the e-liquid industry. It's cutthroat. It's fucking people that team up with other people and try to take out other people. It's fucking try to get the juice for the most ridiculously lowest price possible. And the guy that actually owns the juice company, he shouldn't make anything. And the jerk off fucking selling it. And, and the wholesaler, they make all the money. Fuck all that. It's ridiculous. Yep. Fuck all I, I ended up popping off because of that post because someone kept reporting her, so I popped off. Um, she was right. She's right. Yeah, and I went even deeper. You know, I went in and I was expecting for people to start reporting my shit again. I was fully, full fledged waiting for it, and it's still up. I actually just sent it to somebody yesterday. Yes. Um, I hope it's up. And I, yeah. I can actually pull it back up right now. Yeah, because she was absolutely right, and I know exactly what she's talking about. And I went through this when I when I when I started Tea Time. I went through this. These same scum fuckers tried to sit there and convince me that this is what I need needed to do to get my juice out there. I was going to be nothing if I didn't do this. Oh my god! You know, you, you got to sell your juice for nothing if you want to fucking even get a name and get any market share and blah blah blah. You know what? Fuck all that and fuck them. I did something. What I did personally is I did something that I guess none of them can do. I don't know. Maybe they're not smart enough or maybe they're just not smart enough to realize that this is the way to go. I don't know what it is. But what I simply did was I said, fuck you all. And I chose the route of selling direct to consumer. I built my website so that my customer base is coming directly to me. I'm not going to share the money with those fuckers. This way, I get to keep all the money, <laughs> okay? And I have control over my prices, and I know who my customers are, and I get to service my customers and give them the exemplary service they deserve, and it's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, this industry would tell you that you can't do that. It's just impossible now. There's no way to do that. That's not fucking true. I did it. It's not true. So if you have a juice company out there and you're struggling, you're having a hard time, I'm going to tell you right now, focus on building a website and selling direct to consumer. You can get out there. There is ways. There is There's ways. multiple ways. Uh, um, I mean, me, I'm on top of both of my brands and everything I do, I have people who follow just even what I say. I don't understand it. I got called an influencer. I was like, I shouldn't be influencing anybody because I just do my own damn thing no matter where I'm at. Yes. I made a, I made a pretty much everyone exploded because it was pretty much a mic drop 
moment because I talked about how most of the people in the industry are ex-drug dealers who never learned how to actually build a company out. That is I talked true. about how they were first-time thousandaires, so they're expecting this money to last forever. That is true. Um, and I talked about how they flash off all this money and all and all their nice cars and all their nice jewelry. You know, it's like dealing yes. with a bunch of drug dealers back on the corner 10 years ago. Yes. Yes, it is. It's like being uh, back in high school when we had weed dealers and everybody was trying to battle to be the biggest fucking weed dealer who had the nicest car, who wore the nicest clothes, who had the biggest gold chain. You're absolutely correct. You know, and the funny thing is, is if they would have all unified and dropped their fucking egos, a lot more advocacy would have been done. A lot more of uh, umbrellaing, uh, umbrellaing would have been done like they do in microbrewery areas where microbreweries are big. Yes. Um, and instead, you know, everybody wanted to, to jerk themselves off and then act nice to each other. Then tell that, tell other people that that, that dude's a piece of shit. Don't fucking work with them. Yep. Well, Turn I... the right back around right after talking to them, you know, and that's the shit that's going on. It's a fact. I watch it you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the one where I don't care who you are. I don't want to hear what you have to say about someone else because it's not going to change my mind until they fuck me over. Yes. Well, and also, a lot of the illegal brands that were started up, they didn't come from other little labs. They came from co-packers who looked the other way because it was their friend's friend, so they were just going to run it through their line to make money instead of being like, no, I can't do that. Right. Yeah, it's all it's all coming out through it's going to all come up with all the FEI numbers and all the codes and all that and who whose umbrella LOC that they're using. Like, it's that simple. Yep. These co-packers that no one ever really talks about are going to somebody's going to dig through the Freedom of Information Act here in November. And by February, it's going to explode on who is actually packing a lot of these brands that diminish the industry. Yes. That is true. You know, and we will find it's out. It's going to happen. You know, oh, yeah. it's that simple. And a lot of people didn't think this out. I've been, I've been sitting on this for two months. I'm like, well, if I can research my stuff, that means someone else can. And that means I can research someone else's stuff. Yep. Hi, welcome to exactly what the FDA wanted. They wanted us to be able to eat each other alive. They wanted us to be able to start fighting even more instead of branching together because they knew that there's already this fucking industry is so infantile. It's ran by a bunch of high school mentality people. And it's not ran by people who have actually ran businesses before. Yes. That, that yes, it's <laughs> in fact, in fact, one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things I wanted to discuss tonight and this is a perfect segue into it because we're talking about this now, the business of the, the, the va vaping e-cigarettes, e-liquid in general. Uh, someone posted something the other week. I don't know who it was. I can't remember it anyway. It was a question. It was, should sex in models be used to sell vaping products? And the whole post was about whether we should, you know, we should use sex and models to sell vaping products. Oh, yeah. We tag each other. Yes. In that. Yes. Because you have all, you know, you have all these vape models out there and they're getting paid and they're, they got their tits hanging out. And they're holding the juice and their asses and they're bent over and blah, blah, blah. Now, I didn't want to respond to that question. I'm going to I'm going to respond to it now. 
I started vaping in 2009 when we had, nobody knew what sweetener was. We had grape, blueberry, cherry, vanilla, basic, basic e-liquid flavors. Ashtray tobacco. We were doing like 70 PG, 30 VG, not the opposite. Um, you know, we had our little cardos and our, and our little batteries, and it was all about staying off cigarettes. It was about these things keep us off cigarettes. Now, here's what happened. What happened was the West Coast got involved. The West Coast got involved, and they created this whole marketing scheme behind vaping. They created cloud chasing. They created... Uh, these drippers and making big clouds and and doing O's and and then putting palm trees in the back and models and 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 the guys with the tattoos and the beards and the piercings and the girls with the tattoos and their tits hanging out and this whole yeah dude fucking clouds bro whole advertising thing that goes by and it still exists today and it still dominates the liquid industry this this whole west coast bullshit fucking theme this this targeting 18 to 25-year-olds, yo, dude, fucking thing. That's what is destroying vaping, not the models. The models, unfortunately, are a part of this whole West Coast bullshit advertising theme that the industry somehow jumped on, which is just embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing to me. But the, the, Yeah, the, I mean, but the thing is, is there's a difference and. A nicely clad model and somebody who doesn't have the perks, so they have to show a lot more skin. Well, there's there's not a problem with models. There never was. At all. You know, I, I remember last year, uh, Michael Wittenberg that runs uh, the, the fucking, uh, um, oh, what the NBA. fuck? NVE, yes. He runs uh, Natural Vape Expo. Now, again, before I start talking about Michael, I'm, I'm going to say this again. Michael runs a wonderful event. That guy can put on a fucking uh, event. He knows how to put on these big events. He's good at it. He's a master at it. That Envy is a wonderful event. Um, does a phenomenal job. Michael, when you want, if you want to put on a, uh, an expo or anything like that, he's the fucking man. There's no question. With that being said, he's not all up on his vaping stuff. He relies on people to help him with that. There's no question. So last year they had this whole thing, and I had actually this is why I had Lonnie Bozeman on my show. Lonnie Bozeman, that's why I had you on my show. It's part of the reason because uh, I love Lonnie because they were talking about uh, um, he can't have models. He's not going to have models there, and I, and I want to have Lonnie on my show talk about that. Like, what, what do you mean models? Why is that a problem? And he explained why he thought it was a problem having models. It's not good with the FDA. It doesn't look good. Blah blah blah. Listen, uh, I like Lonnie too. Do I, I? I do, Andrew. I like Lonnie. Um, he's an interesting person to me. I like, in fact, he, he posted on my Facebook the other day and I blew him a kiss. I miss him. Uh, and I'm sure he doesn't miss me, but whatever. Anyway, someone said in the chat, Lonnie's e-liquid is garbage. Listen, yeah, let me tell you something. That, that, that savior vape, that fucking T1 is good. I, I vaped it before I couldn't vape sweeteners anymore. I, I'm not going to say it's garbage. It was a good liquid, but anyway, so Lonnie, you know, we're on this whole thing where we can have models. And I explained this to him and I'll explain it now. Models are everywhere. If you go to CES, they're going to be models. If you go to a car show, there's going to be models. If you go just about any convention for any product or any industry has models. In fact, it goes further. 
the news is delivered to us pretty much every night. Guess who? By models. Most news stations have very, very pretty women delivering the news to you. Um, most commercials have very, very pretty women in them. Uh, models are used for everything, just about. And they're used because they work. They work. Models isn't the problem. It's this whole bullshit West Coast, yo dude, tattoos, piercings, uh, gore. For Christ's sakes, we're having an event and we're promoting hey, hey. gore. Uh, Andrew, I get it. I get you guys grew up with gore and you love them. I get it. I totally get it. I, I get that that people met gore when they were kids and they're adults now and they still love gore. That's wonderful. All of you should go to a gore concert and fucking have the greatest time of your lives. But to have a national vape event that won't allow models because they don't want to offend the FDA, but they're having gore. Do you think that makes us look good? <laughs> it doesn't make us look good. I mean, members of Gore do have a juice line. I, so under, I understand. Yes, I get it. Especially with it being here in Richmond, and that's where Gore is from. I get it. I There's get not it. a lot here. So, I mean. I get it. But what I'm saying is. is I get it. I, I, I understand the double standard. Oh, like, yes. You'll allow this, but not that. When if you look at, you type in Gore and you type in controversy, you'll see it. If you don't know what Guar is and you type in Guar controversy, you'll see all kinds of blood, alien pus. And, and, and this is the problem. The problem is, is an anti-group, if they wanted to, could easily go and say, these people are about getting people off cigarettes. Well, look at the dressed up cartoon characters they have at their events. You think they're really trying to attract adults getting off cigarettes with that? Come on. And when they say that, and if they did say that, how the fuck are you going to counter? You can't. They're right. It looks really fucking bad. You have these guys dressed up like fucking aliens. And, yeah, you're trying to attract smokers who want to get off cigarettes. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, they're not going to believe that for a second. They're totally going to believe you're trying to attract kids. It, it's, but Yeah, but, I, I fully understand where it's yes, coming from. But I get it. Uh, you know, I get it, and, Andrew. At the same point, I, you know, I'm... I've been on both sides of it, like on both sides of it. And like at the point now, it's like, yeah, Gore's part of Richmond. We get it. You know, everyone's like freaking out. And I'm like, you guys realize like when I go drinking, I go drink at their bar. They're regular people. Sure. Have and them not in costume. You know, they're used to doing that. There's places they still can't play in costume since the 90s. And and I and I understand and I totally get. Listen, my thing is in Gwar. My thing, honestly, is Kiss. I saw Kiss when I was five years old, nineteen seventy-seven. My parents took me to see fucking a live Kiss concert. I was in I love. I, I was in love with them. I grew up with Kiss. Everything was Kiss, 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 Kiss. If Kiss was playing at our fucking NVE event, I'm there. I'm like fucking a. That's insane. Kiss, that's awesome. But. So I get it. I do. I, I understand it. And there's Gore fans that are the same way. You guys grew up with them, and I, I totally get it. It's just when you can't say on one hand, we can't have models because we're trying to prove to the, everybody in the FDA that we're really about getting that people off cigarettes. Yeah, but then we're going to have Gore. I mean, <laughs> it's, it doesn't work that way. But listen, I, whatever it is what it is, I hope you have a great time. It's it, it, Whatever. It is what it is. 
Um, I don't even know how I got onto this rant. I was talking about how vape shops are dying, and I got onto Gore and, and events and everything else. The models. We got to blame oh, the, the models. Oh, the models. Yes, yes. Yes, the models. That's <laughs> right. We were talking about the models. So, you know. Do you, do you have models in your, uh, in your promos? Uh, okay. I have never, ever. there. Here's what pertains to tea time and models. The only thing I've ever done was the first thing I did was I emailed. Um, there's this model out of uh, the U.K., Oh, she's got blonde hair. She's very, very, very popular. What the hell is her name? She, uh, she's the biggest vape model in the UK. Blonde hair. Um, has okay. a, do you know who it is? You know who I'm oh, talking about? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yes, yes. I, I do know, but I don't have to go off. So, I don't, can't even remember her name because I, I don't yes. care. So, so I sent her a message, and the reason I sent her a message was because I had an idea for a thing for tea time. Like all of her, her posts were like her, like dress sexy and, you know, her boobs hanging out or whatever, or, you know, always dressing scantily and, and, you know, the typical vape model picture. I wanted to hire her to do a black and white where she was actually dressed in like full clothing, like she was from the twenties. And I wanted her to hold my bottles and hold a cup of tea and it would just be like this picture of her, like from the twenties, all dressed in the twenties garb, the twenties hairdo, black and white. You know, I thought that'd be really cool, and it'd be really different because she's never done anything like that. You know, people would be like, "Holy cow, what the hell is that?" Um, and it would be really classy. And I thought she just would fit that image perfectly. And, um, you know, she agreed to do it, and then it just never happened. I just never got back in touch with her for some reason. It just it went south, and so that that never happened. The only other one I've had an experience with was there's this girl called Christina Vapes. She emailed me like a month or two ago, maybe about a month ago, a little over a month ago. And it was, you know, kind of an email like, you know, I do reviews and I have an Instagram and I really love to review your juice and I'm new. And, you know, if you could send me some juice, I really appreciate it. And I have a heart in my place for female reviewers. That's how I met Zofie. You know, I saw her videos years ago and I'm like, wow, this, you know, I, I just have, you know, I feel like that they just don't. They're so underrated. Yes. Not they, even right. they, they, they don't get the credit they deserve. It seems like it's definitely a male dominated thing with reviewers. And I just have a soft spot for females and I want to do what I can to help them out. So I saw that. I'm like, you know what? I'll send you some juice. I want to help you out. Now, she never ended up doing a video, but she was doing pictures where she was taking pictures of her holding the juice. And uh, I'm like, oh, OK. So, you know, I would share the pictures and stuff. And uh, I, I will. You know what? I will say this. I never thought for a second that those pictures could possibly bring you any sort of business. I'm like that. Just there's no way. There's no way. Um, she showed me that's wrong. It does. Not a lot of business, but it does. It, it does. She does bring people to my site. It has created sales. It does work. Um, so. That's my only two experience. Now, would I go and pay like a Pandora Blue to hold my juice? No. Fuck that. No way. Um, not interested. Not interested at all. I, I, I just, you know, I just think that cheapens my brand. And I really don't want to cheapen my brand. And what this girl is doing isn't doing that. I mean, she, she's, she has pictures. She's not sitting there with her tits hanging out, which is great. You know, they're really cool pictures. Um, but no, I, I, you know, it's just not something I, I would do personally pay any of these girls. I don't think you would either. Um, 
I have a I have a hand model. Oh, you have a hand model. <laughs> you pay a hand model. I don't, I don't pay myself well, but I know my hands photograph well. Okay, so you're oh you're it's your hands. Exactly. You're, Two and a half years, and yes. I've had people hit me up like, "Yo, whose hand is that?" I'm like, uh, "That's mine, you creep." Yeah, I'm telling you. Listen, you know that's a good thing to have. Because, you know, I, I, I've, I've said this before. I see some pictures with some people holding juice. They're like, nails are dirty and shit. I'm like, what are these people doing? Like, do they not see that and see that that's disgusting? But, uh, yeah, so to round this up, my problem isn't vape models. My problem is the entire West Coast, hey, dude. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you who does that. You want to understand... What I mean by how they're marketing our e-liquids, look at Vaping Magazine. Vaping Magazine totally buys into that whole fucking West Coast, hey, dude, fucking uh, uh, a way of, of selling products and selling juice. And, and they're trying to say the industry is like guys with beards and tattoos and they drive Subarus and, and you know, they blow clouds and they're, and they're chucking clouds. And, you know, hey, man, and, and they got, they're filled with tattoos. And, you know, I, I hate it. That's not the industry. That's not me. That's not my brand. And that's not 98% of the people who vape. It's just not. It's a very, nope. very tiny it's subset. The two, it's the 2% of people who have internet and are using an image to push a product. And and another thing I said too, Andrew, because people aren't listening to me. Um, candy, everybody wants to hate on, on Candy King, but let me tell you something. Candy King's one of the very few that have actually talked to the FDA and know what the FDA wants. And they made very clear what the FDA wants. They are not going to allow pictures of food on your product. It's not going to happen. If you have a picture of food on your product, get rid of it because they're not going to allow it. It's simply well, did not you see all my new labels? I did. They're very nice. Hey, they're very, no very nice. But I see a lot of people redoing their labels and putting pictures of food. They're not going to allow it. It's not going to happen. Not going to fucking happen. If you look at Candy King's labels, they took off all their food. There's no pictures of food anymore. It's pretty much the same labels they had, minus the pictures of food. The FDA's problem wasn't them so-called committing eye pre-infringement, which they weren't juice people. It wasn't. Uh, it, it was simply they had pictures of food, and they said that you can't have pictures of food because then that puts out that the product is actually a food product. You can't do that. And they took off any pictures of food. So instead of insulting Candy King and continue to putting them down, maybe you should follow them and see what they're doing because they have a direct line with the FDA. So they know what they're going to want, what they're not going to want. Just a little advice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's like I started when, – when, when, when was the last time on here? Two months ago? Three months ago? Yeah, probably about two, three months ago. Yeah, and you know, and I started releasing – Relaunching and rebranding everything almost immediately. Yep. Like as soon as you and I talked, I was like, "Yeah, this is getting done." And then, you know, six weeks later, I was like, "Oh, here's some news. Here's what it's gonna look like now." And then wait two weeks, and the other brand, you know, I we staged it out. Right. Because you don't want to over clutter, but you also want to look professional. Yep. And uh, if you're on my Facebook, it's not professional, and that's on purpose. Right. Well, that's because you, you have this whole uh, pseudo cool T-shirt thing going on. We'll, we'll get into that. I know. I see. I see yeah, what you got I mean, going it on. Was even, it was even <laughs> before the T-shirt thing. It's because of the the fuck it attitude. I'm I, I'm online and I'm talking to two percent of 
my actual customer base. Right. So why the fuck do I need to care about 2% who bitch and complain about literally everything that they don't like? Right. That's I get right. away. I, I get to be on the radar. I get to watch in 1600 groups online and see what's going on. And I get to post funny stuff to make people laugh. And I get to say inspirational things to give people hope that didn't realize that even though I own two companies and I still have issues, you know? Right. Oh, that's the thing. It makes people realize that a lot of shit's fucking real and a lot of stuff doesn't fucking matter. Yes. Yes. I agree, Andrew. You know, that's an overall thing. A lot of the time I get dismissed because they just see funny pictures. You know, they get to see what's public. They don't get to see why I'm up from 8 a.m. till 2 to 4 a.m. And just private messages on Facebook, not including emails, not including phone calls. Like today, my voice is raw. I've been up since 4 a.m. talking on the phone with people. Right. That's the way it goes some days. Other days, I get to chill out on my front porch and talk to my cat. Yep. <laughs> it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, Duro Sig, I see you're listening. 347-712-3737. You might want to get in on a couple of these conversations. I like Duro Sig's been listening to me for years. He's one of my listeners. He listens for years. He doesn't really listen live a whole lot often, but I see he's listening live now. And he's a fascinating guy to me. Um, this is something that I saw on Dustin's Facebook, which I found very interesting. Very, very interesting. So listen to this, everybody. Chicago police were setting up these stings. And here's what they were doing. They were setting up these, they were taking these semi-trucks and they were leaving them in poor neighborhoods in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And, the yep. And they were filling them up with Nikes, <laughs> fucking Nike sneakers. And they were leaving them wide open and leaving them in poor neighborhoods in Chicago and waiting for people to go and steal the Nikes, which is inevitable. And uh, then arresting the people for stealing the Nikes. Now, this is why it's so fascinating to me, because the response to it was actually wonderful and actually both people's responses I agree with I can't argue either of them the first response to this was how dare the Chicago police leave trailers of Nikes left in poor neighborhoods like poor black neighborhoods like this of course they're going to steal them how dare they tempt them like that it's wrong they shouldn't be doing that that's disgusting to even fathom, do, you know, tempt them with something like that. Oh, what, do you, what do you expect? What do you think they're going to do? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Terrible, terrible, terrible police. How dare they? Now, the other response was, hey, fuck them. They shouldn't be stealing. You know, what are they stealing for? They don't want to go to jail. Don't fucking steal shit. They shouldn't be hopping on trucks and stealing shit that's not theirs. They know that's not their Nikes and they're stealing them. So that's bullshit. So, hey, fuck them. Let them go to jail. Um, I understand both arguments. <laughs> I can't, I gotta say, I can't. Yeah, but, I do you know? too. I do too, because 
I grew up in neighborhoods like that. I get it. I know the, the want to have something nice, regardless of how you get it. It's there in some people. Yes. You know, it's, you know, unfortunately, not everybody is exactly what society perceives everyone should be. If you're down low enough or if you're hungry enough, you're going to do what it takes to get it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people in those communities, they don't have a family unit. They're surviving on a parent who's working two and a half jobs. One single parent in most of those households. Right. It doesn't matter which family uh, figure it is. It matters that it's less and less of a parenting unit in the household to teach them the correct way to do things. Yes. I grew up in off and on out of Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee is literally, literally considered baby Chicago because of how violent it is and how disgusting it is. I'm not sugarcoating. I'm not going to tell you, you know, I, I grew up in it. You know, it made me want to go nonstop the opposite way as I saw my cousin going. I, uh, the first time I watched somebody get shot, I was nine years old. And yeah. it was broad daylight in the middle of the summer, and my neighbor's got house got lit up. That's what we grew up around, you know? And, like, yeah. a lot of people are like, oh. And then I also see the point of they shouldn't be taking those types of vehicles filled with the product in there. They're doing that on purpose to fill up their corporate prison systems and get these people into the system and it just keeps putting these people into a vicious cycle and, and yes and you know that that is absolutely a problem as well i saw this documentary uh last year there was i forgot where it was but there was this judge and uh he was sending all these juveniles he was he was a juvenile court judge it did. It seemed like it didn't matter what they did. No, no matter how small or how big, they all got sent to jail. They all got sent to this prison, this juvenile prison, and people were like, starting to wonder, like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why, why is every person being sent to this juvenile facility? Well, come to find out, this judge was getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars by this prison, and in exchange for this money, he was sending them all uh, customers. They were customers. I mean, that, that's what they are. He was sending them all customers. And thank God they found out he was doing this bullshit and they arrested him and this fucker went to prison. And, uh, you know, it's just horrific. And it was just because it was a privatized jail and, you know, they wanted customers. They knew if they paid off this judge, he would send them as many customers as, as they could possibly want. And, and kids. Kids, like they had this one kid on there. I think uh, he he misbehaved in school. It was something stupid that he got arrested for, like like a, a minor assault or I don't know what it was. And he got like six months. He's like six months, I don't <laughs> six months. You know, he was sending it, it was crazy. And all the kids started to know in town, like don't get in trouble because if you get in trouble and you get put in front of that specific judge, you're going away, no matter what the fuck you do. And thank God somebody caught on to it, and then we, they finally caught this guy. But you're absolutely right. Um, we shouldn't have privatized uh, prisons. That's, that's horrific. That shouldn't be going on. No, you know, and a lot of it in certain areas, you'll see it. Um, I can say that the same guys who built the Amazon facilities around me also built the uh, education buildings. They also be, built the prisons. 
like it's the same companies. And I'm like, huh, I wonder. Yes. And, and, and it's funny that you bring yeah. up it's funny you bring up Amazon because there is a piece on 60 Minutes not too long ago, maybe a month or two ago. And they were talking about uh, the government needs to start keeping their eye on Google because Google is building a monopoly and they're letting them get away with it. Google um, and, Amazon, and Amazon. Yeah. Yes. Google and Amazon are absolutely building a monopoly and they're getting away with it. If you don't see that, you're fucking blind. Look now, 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 just look what's happening now. Now, think about it, okay? Um, you have stores like Toys Toys R Us closing. You have other pretty much the not pretty Books much. Books of millions are closing. Yes, yes. You have chains, big chains that are actually starting to close down. Now, here's what's going to happen: Amazon is rushing to work on same day delivery. In fact. They just opened another facility in the town right next to me, and they're hiring a hundred people to fill it up. They are aiming, and they're gonna. It's gonna happen. They're aiming for same day delivery, so I could go on fucking Amazon. I have all that bullshit. I have the fucking Alexa. I have the Google. I have all the smart shit set up throughout my house. I can just go, hey Alexa, order me this, and it'll order it. Now, what happens is. When I'm able to finally go and say, hey, Alexa, uh, I need blah, 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 and it's at my door within two hours, what the fuck you, what, what do you think is going to happen? What, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is eventually Walmart's going to tank. Target's going to, everything's going to tank because people aren't going to go out to stores and buy anything anymore. It's, and, and they're going to have a complete and total monopoly, and they're just getting away with it. It's fucking nuts. They're getting away with it. It's and, and what happens when we lose retail stores? What happens to the days of going out and shopping somewhere? What happens when that goes? What happens? We're fucked. Are the only jobs. That, is, I mean, am I? You hear what I'm saying, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's scary. It's absolutely scary. Hang on. Four zero one. I got to pick this up. I just saw it. Hello, 401, you're on the air. Hello. Hey. What's going on? What's going on, guys? I've been listening for the past few minutes. Sorry, I'm all screwed up on the time zone thing. I forgot that I'm an hour behind. Dustin, don't do excuses with me on the air. You know I don't like them. Oh, is that Dustin? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How are you, Dustin? How you doing? I am doing very, very well. For those of you that are not aware of Dustin, Dustin is a wonderful individual that has been involved in the vaping community for years. And uh, I've met Dustin. I don't know how I met Dustin. I met Dustin somewhere at some point. Dustin's a wonderful human being. He's a very, very nice guy. He's worked in the industry for a very long time. Where are you? I think we met at Giant Vapes. Yes, we did meet a giant. Va- oh, we did. That's right. The first time I met you was a giant vapes. So where are yes, you? Sir. Where are you now? I'm in Chicago, Illinois. No, I'm in Rockford, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. Um, I'm He's actually in gang gang doing territory. a lot of stuff with CBD now. Oh, so, okay. Um, I'll be I'll be in vaping as well. Like I'll still be working with some of the products because I'm working for a chain of shops. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's. It's been interesting. I'm living out of a hotel 
and it, I just kind of hit the road and it's been fun. You know what you're just going for it. That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. You're yeah, young. Yeah. You're single. You have no responsibility. Fucking go for it. That's fantastic. It's smart that you're doing that. How is your keto doing? Oh, actually, I stopped keto like two weeks ago when I moved out here. I'm going to start up again either next week or the following week. There's just too much different food out here that I wanted to try. But I, it, it, well, <laughs> it's been going well. I lost like 87 pounds before I stopped. So Wow. So you see it works. It absolutely works. That's good. You oh. see that it works. And, and yeah. Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I pay attention to that group that you added me to, too. There's, uh, there's a lot of good recipes. Yes, yes, kind of keto. Yes, uh, that's that's Jamie's group. She, yeah, I tell you, she lost over a hundred pounds. I mean, it's it's incredible. Just awesome. cutting, just cutting carbs and sugar out of your life. It it really works. Thankfully, I'm in maintenance mode, so I don't have to do it anymore. I just have to main- right, right. <laughs> maintain. Which I'll, is- I'll I'll get there eventually. Right, right. So I don't know if you've been listening to I us. Was, have you been listening to us? I, I have been. Okay, I was just listening to actually. You talk about Walmart going under and all that. Yes. And I haven't gone to Walmart in 13 years. Yes. I would <laughs> much rather order from Amazon than from Walmart. If you ask me, they're doing the same exact thing. Yes. Walmart was created to get rid of all these other stores. That's right. That's you know right. what I mean? Yep. They, they, they killed the little small local business. It's funny. When, when I moved in this town where I live now, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, there was a general store. And it had all the basic things in it that you would need. And it was very prosperous. It did wonderful. The owners were great. It was a fun place to go to. And when Walmart and all the other stores started opening up around here, done. Done. It just it couldn't take it. So they wiped out all these small businesses. And then now you have this huge conglomerate like Amazon saying, you're all fucked. And it's interesting because yep. I see Target is is already test marketing same-day delivery. They're doing it in some cities now because they see it's coming. Target's the only smart one I see going, fuck, we better get ahead of this. Unfortunately, it's not going to oh, work. Oh, really? Target's doing it? Yes, Target is now doing same-day delivery in select cities. They they but the you, you know, out here they have Super Target. What is a Super Target? It's like a Target it's grocery also a, store. Uh... So it's like a Target with a grocery store in it? Yeah, yeah kind of like Super Walmart. Oh my God! See, we need one of those. Yeah, yeah, but but see, yeah. It, oh, dude, it's beautiful. All the divorced moms at mine, like they they love when I bring my kid there. No, <laughs> <laughs> but you know the, the thing too. Even with grocery stores, Amazon's going to get into the grocery market. Like right now, we have we have stores here. We have Shoprite where we can go online and order our groceries, and it's delivered within a couple hours. Um, that I don't care about because I want to see my shit. I want to pick it. You know, I, I'll never be a online grocery shopper. Right. I, I have to go to the store and, and I don't think grocery stores are going to go anything. It, a lot of it's people. It's funny are, because Amazon bought out Whole Foods and they lowered the pricing by 30%. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, um, uh, Kroger down here, we get them to pick all of our box food, but we don't get them to pick our meats. And we don't get them to pick our fruits and vegetables. Everything else, like, cool. Right. Yeah. So, you I know, mean, except for the time they fucked up my bread. I mean, it, it, it's, 
but yes, Amazon. The, if you watch the sixty minutes piece, it's fascinating. They actually show you how Google is at. You know, and people say, "Well, how has Google got a monopoly?" You still have Yahoo. You still have AOL. You still have, uh, uh, you know, Bing and all the other ones. Come on, who the fuck uses that? Nobody uses that. Uh, I, I use Bing. <laughs> then you're the only That's why I'm ahead of you all the time, Kevin. It's because of the Bing. But but think about it though. Whenever you buy a computer, it comes loaded with Google. When you buy a cell phone, it comes loaded with Google. I mean, it, it's everywhere. Google's fucking everywhere, and and they're letting them yeah. get away with it. They're, the government is letting them fucking get away with it. It's crazy to me. I mean, I, I yeah, I've been saying for years that Google and Amazon are going to take over the world. Yeah. Oh, they're taking over the world. They're absolutely taking Give me over. one second. Uh, I think we lost Andrew. Hang on. Andrew, I'm going to turn you down for a minute. Yeah, yeah. See, I can turn Andrew down for a minute. Look at that. So, That's beautiful. So, Kevin, how's everything been with you and tea time and everything else? Uh, wonderful. Uh, tea time has had the best month it's ever had this month, which is crazy to me. Um, oh, hell yeah. It's 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 wonderful. Tea Time is doing wonderful. I'm I'm shocked how well it's doing. And and you know, I I can tell you about this cuz you understand too. You understand this industry. Um, you know, I was told in the beginning that I would fail because I don't have sweetener and I don't have the box and all that bullshit. I um, remember. I also have a lot of people in the juice industry that don't like me. They just simply don't like me. Whatever. It is what it is. Well, that's because you say that's because you say what 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 you want to say. Yeah. And you're not scared of anything. Yeah, and they don't like that. So it is what it is. But you know, I I took I, I had a very smart woman when I started this who worked in this industry for years, and she's the only one that gave me actually the right advice. She said to me, Kevin, focus on online and focus selling directly to your customers. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Right. That's ridiculous. I can't do that. That's not going to happen. I, <laughs> I said, I got to go to stores. I got to get in stores. What is this woman talking about? Because I listened to everybody else. They told me, no, 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 go to stores. You got to get in stores. You got to drive, drive, drive. Go to every store you can, blah, 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 blah. Um, the thing with that is, as and, and Dustin knows this because he was in the juice game. He gets it. You have your main brand retail juices. You have your Nakeds. You have your Candy Kings. You have your fucking uh, yep. keep it 100s. You have retail brands now. That's what all the stores are going right. to carry no matter what. All of me included and all of us, no. They're going to keep us for maybe a month or two as long as we sell. And then they're going to say goodbye and they're going to move on to another juice. So you have your retail brands and everything else. So what happens now is if you're a smaller juice company, which is 90% of them in, in, in our industry, and you, want to get into, oh, yeah. you, and you want to get into stores, it's a constant, you can't stop. It's a constant thing. It's going to every store you possibly can, hoping they carry you, hoping they carry you not just once, but maybe even do maybe even three purchases if you're lucky, but then they're going to disappear. Then you got to make the rounds again. You got to go, you know, it's constantly saying, carry my juice, buy my juice. It is a, a rat race. It's fucking nuts. And, oh, and, and, and yes, and, and, and there's Andrew. And on top of that, I have against me all these fuckers telling their friends, don't buy Kevin's juice, man. That guy's a fucking asshole. Don't fucking buy tea time. That guy's a jerk off. So I have that against me as well. So I said, right. I said, you know what? I said, fuck this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what, what my friend Tony said. I'm going to focus online. I'm going to totally do online, focus on selling direct to my customers. Fuck all these assholes. And I did it, and it worked. <laughs> it fucking worked. 
99% of my right. business is direct to my customers. I have stores, don't get me wrong, that stores, I love them. They're loyal to me. They pick up my juice all the time. But my main business is direct to my customers. That's where I make the most money. I don't have to share any money with these motherfuckers. And I know they were sitting there hoping Kevin's going to die. Yeah, that motherfucker's not going to go anywhere. Well, next month will be a year. And I'm still fucking here. And I'm getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So they, right. they can all fuck off. I, and I love it. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that viewpoint on it. Because, you know, companies like Halo... I quit smoking with Halo. Right. And Halo has always been direct to consumer. Yep. Uh, that's their main focus. They're in a ton of shops too, but it's because people that started going to vape shops quit smoking on their website. Yes. You know, and, and I mean, they're, they're very successful. Yeah. And the problem is, is right now we're at a point where shops completely forgot about the smokers. Yep. And they're carrying these flavors because all they have is the hobbyists coming in over and over again saying, oh, what's new this week? Yep. Because those are the people that are buying their hardware online and going to the shop for juices. So they, they're constantly looking for new stuff. Right. If only they understood that, you know, new stuff is few and far between. Yes. Like, there, there, there is no real new stuff anymore. It's just people re-releasing shit you no, know there's not and what i'm and what i'm hoping... i've always been a big fan of tea flavors personally yes because i feel like they're very close they almost resemble like a clove cigarette yes you know they have they have that uh that aspect to them that's different than just someone that's always been smoking you know and, and that and that's um, what i get the the most popular flavor i have is cherry vanilla tea and it is because boy. it reminds people the mostly of of like I've had people say it's like smoking a like a cigar. It's just got this very sweetness. You know, it's got that right. tobacco thing going on, and it and it brings them to that. And that's I know that's why it's the most popular. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right well, about that. Your tea is a leaf, just like tobacco. You know. Yes, and what I'm hoping happens. I don't know if it's gonna, but what really needs to happen is the e-liquid industry needs to understand that you have your mass retail brands. And then you have your small craft independent brands. We need to start doing what the beer industry does. You have Budweiser, you have Miller Lite, right. you have the main brands that, you know what, it'll get the job done. They're not the greatest beers. They're all right. They're not the greatest. They're cheap. You know, they're good, whatever. But then you have the small craft beers. They're more expensive, but oh my God, they're fucking delicious. And that's what yeah. needs to happen to the e liquid industry. You need to have your main brand, your nakeds, all that stuff. Then separate it. Now we have these little small craft companies with these wonderful juices and different flavors, and they're more expensive, but oh, they're so delicious. That's what needs to happen. I don't unfortunately see it happening because the industry is so fucking out of control. But I'm hoping that's what because that's what needs I to happen. I think it's gonna happen. I hope so. I really do. I did mean, you see? Did you see the release today from uh, from the FTC? No, I didn't. What did the FTC say? So, you know those brands that they flagged for marketing to children and they sent them letters? Yes. Uh, last summer? Yep. Well, they released today that all of those brands have complied one way or the other. So either they've rebranded or they've seized operation. Oh, wow. Um, so that's surprising. I expected at least half of those to blatantly disregard it. Yeah. Um, 
And along with that, they had a statement from Gottlieb on the uh, FDA website where this was released. I guess it's a joint operation between the FTC and FDA. Um, and they released a statement from Gottlieb, and it sounded really optimistic. Like, it basically said that we're coming after anyone else that's marketing the children. We're not going to stop this, but we want to work closely with this industry so that it can pretty much continue. So it sounded it sounded really good to me. Yeah, no, it is. Listen, Gottlieb wants this to continue. There's no question. I Our problem right. is, is we have all these advocacy groups that are trying to scare the fuck out of everybody. You know, th- okay, so, uh, Andrew... Okay, Andrew, you know Vape Nation, right? Everybody knows Vape Nation. So yeah. yeah. So so Vape Nation did this thing where they didn't allow posts to go through, I think for like two weeks, because it was going to encourage people to sign up for CASA. God damn it, we got is so they wouldn't allow posts to come through for two weeks because you know Register for CASA. Become a CASA member. There's this whole thing about become a CASA, CASA. You gotta join CASA or else we're all dead. This is the reality. People need to understand. Joining CASA is not going to do anything. It's not going to stop anything. It's not going to save anything. I'm sorry, it's not. Joining CASA is not going to do shit. Let me tell you what we need to do if we want to save vaping. This is the reality. You want to save vaping? We need Republicans in office. It's that simple. We need Gottlieb to stay where the fuck he is. And we need Republicans to be in office as long as we possibly can. They are going to say vaping. Becoming a member of CASA is not. Becoming a member of whatever fucking advocacy group is not. That's what's going to save it. That's fucking reality. Sorry. Right. I, I mean, <laughs> the, only, the only benefit I see to CASA is that they cater to the state's and it's on the consumer level. So if there's a bill going on in this city, in this state, they notify the people in that state, you know, great. That's, that's awesome because if we actually gave a fuck, we would, you know, try to fight it in some way, shape, or form. Yes. But yes, you're right. I mean, it's, I look at it like, you know, it's just a, a money race. They're all, they're all after money. I mean, look at Mark Block. The dude has literally hosed the vaping industry yeah. from like three different ways, um, and and still still gotten money out of people. Yeah, like Duncan Hunter was just busted yesterday, indicted for using his campaign funds to travel with yeah, his wife. I saw that. Like, <laughs> thank you, vaping. I appreciate your money. Yeah, <laughs> right. you know it's it's yeah. ridiculous. It, you know the only people I see actually giving a fuck are people like i i hate to say it because they're they're directly involved in the profits in this industry too but people like dimitri yeah you know dimitri the new devices that anakin just released yep are game changers right now yeah because shops stop giving a fuck about that side of the industry they stop caring about the smokers so they're actually providing them with devices where they can care again Yes, and it's like okay, cool. I think it's going to be a big, a big thing. I mean, the shops I work for out here now, they're selling like their number one quit smoking device is the Inokin Zenith. Yes, and you know it, it's better than the Nautilus in my opinion. So I'm glad we're finally getting back to the basics. But it took someone like that 
to really influence a Chinese manufacturer to stop getting bigger and badder and go back to the basics. And, and, and it's going to take a lot. And you know what? When it comes to Kassa, listen, I, I do want to emphasize, don't get me wrong, because you said something and you're right. Someone like me, for example, they do. They have this thing where if there's something going on in my state, they'll email me and let me know about it. They'll let me know who to call, what's going on, who I should email, who I should talk to. And it's a great thing. It's, I, I think it's wonderful. It's a great thing. Now I know what the hell's going on. I think it's a great service to have. But when you're forcing right. Vape Nation people to sign up for CASA, when they get that email, they don't give a fuck. They're going to delete that. They're not even going to open the email. They're going to say, I just signed up for this dumb shit because I wanted to post on Vape Nation. They're not going to care. It, it, getting people that don't care to sign up for CASA does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. Oh, no, ab- absolutely. And, and let's face it, most people don't give a shit. No, most people don't. And honestly, I have to, in all fairness, a consumer who just wants to vape really shouldn't give a shit. They just want to vape. They don't want it. You know, you can't expect. I see this everywhere. If you vape, you should, you should, you have to do advocacy if you vape. No, you don't. You can just fucking buy your shit and vape. You shouldn't have to say, okay, if you want to be a vapor, you're going to have to be strong in politics. You're going to have to advocate. You're going to have to go to hearings. You have to write your congressman. You're going to have to call your senators. That's insane. So people are saying, no, I just want to fucking vape, man. I don't want to fucking do all that shit. That is something that needs to be done with, with us, with, with people in the business. Andrew needs to do it. I need to do it. You know, people who are profiting off this industry are the ones that need to get their 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 hands dirty and fucking get in there and and, and deal with this. You can't put it on the consu- on the customers. It's crazy. Right. It's just crazy. You know, I actually this week just by reading online and doing some research into the master settlement agreement, I came up with a new approach. I I think that the way this may go, depending on how they support or don't support us on the FDA level, is I think back back before the master settlement began, consumers started suing big tobacco themselves yep. for killing people with cigarettes. And it wasn't until that happened that it really woke all these companies up and the states started suing big tobacco. And that's when the states obviously wanted money, so they came to these agreements one by one. Not all the states agreed with the master settlement originally, right? so they had different settlements along the way. But ultimately, it was that master settlement that won. So I think down the line, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see if consumers and companies end up suing these organizations for all the harm that they could have prevented had they supported us. Right. That's interesting. I I wouldn't (laughs) be surprised. That may be the big wake-up call if it ever happens. Andrew, what do you think about that? I find that fascinating. I think it's going to be a lot of, if everything goes right, it's going to be a bunch of smaller companies going under an umbrella and then trying to unify all the different advocacy groups, which is impossible. Yeah, no, it's impossible, yeah. But, you know, right. that would be a perfect situation. But it won't happen because... Without a doubt, there are too many companies. That's, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. There's way too much advocacy. It's everywhere. It's a... many... Yeah, they, they need to work together instead of fighting different notions. Um, lately, I've been actually following uh, VTA... 
You've been following um, BTA more than, huh? Why? <laughs> no, I fo- no, I follow. I I am not involved. Okay, you're following. Yes, I I I I have my issues with BTA. I don't trust BTA. That's just me. Well, I, I, honestly, there's a twenty percent chance in all of them I don't trust, and yeah. I just I I like well, the information. I don't care about their propaganda and all that bullshit. I, I just want to dig and figure out what's really going on on all sides of it. But but the problem we have, too, is advocacy, and it's all of them. It's it's all the advocacy, not one in particular. They have been doing this for a while now. It's scare the shit out of people. If we have to lie to scare yeah, them, been- we will lie to scare them. And And I'll give you a perfect fucking example of what's going on. I totally forgot about this, and Andrew just made me remember, thank God. There was an article that came out. Let me go to my Facebook because I know I posted it. There was an article that came out uh, last week or the week before. Hang on, let me find it. This article, it was a story that was on uh, vaping.com, I believe it was, and it was about how there are no chemicals um. I want to read it perfectly. Hang on. Let me bring it up. Because, hang on. Let me just bring it up. Here we go. All right. Come on, Webb. Here we go. Very interesting story. That essentially there was no harm in vaping. There was no chemicals found in vapor. And I want to read it exactly right. because. It, it, There's but, been three organizations that released that information over the past two weeks. Yes. Well. And they're all, they're all slowly, they're all slowly biting and biting onto it and realizing that it's actually helping people. And that's what I meant when I said the suing thing. Right. Because if it's proven that all these organizations have been against us for years, I think there really is a lawsuit path. Okay, so here it is. The article was titled, E-cigarettes are toxic chemical free, says U.S. government. Now that's the title. E-cigarettes are toxic chemical free. So they were discussing a study... Now, in this study, what they determined was if you're standing, whether it's a vape shop, a restaurant, no matter where the hell it is, if you're standing somewhere where a bunch of people are vaping, the secondhand vapor wouldn't be toxic to you if you breathed it in. That's, what it, that, that's exactly what this study was. But the, the title says, e-cigarettes are toxic, chemical-free, says U.S. government. Now, what that's insinuating is, oh, see, there's nothing wrong with them. If you inhale them, you see, if you use them, they're toxic-free. No, no, no. That is not what this study was. This study was, is if I'm standing next to Dustin, and he's vaping his brains out, and I'm breathing in his vapor, that I'm not going to be breathing in anything that's toxic or really harmful to me. That is not a study of... Dustin standing there and vaping if whether what he's breathing in is harmful or have toxic chemicals or not. That's not what that study is. And that this title insinuates that. So I saw anti-groups. I saw people everywhere for the past week. See, we told you. We told you there's no there's no chemical bad chemicals in them. That's not true. And us doing that, when we're sitting there putting this out, making this study that it's something that it's really not We are no better than the antis because the antis do the same fucking thing. They take studies, they twist them to fit what they're trying to say about the evil, deadly e-cigarettes that are filled with formaldehyde and everything else. 
well, we're doing the same thing. This study said if we stand where there's a bunch of vapor, we're okay. Nowhere does it say that vaping, actually inhaling vapor, is toxic chemical free. And we have to be very careful. And this is the problem. This is our problem. We can't do that. We're doing just as wrong as they are. It's not good. The problem is the problem is it's all general public. Now, I say vapors possibly are slightly more educated general public. But the only reason I say that is because we started doing things like vaping. Then all of a sudden you see everyone joining the keto thing. Yeah. You see, you know, all of these people all of a sudden giving a shit about their health because they're being informed. Yeah. But I, 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 I do think that dealing with the general public, you're always going to have people misunderstanding shit. You're always all of it. You know, every and think about every article that's been shared over the years and how many people are against it that don't know any better. You know, it, it's just always going to happen. Yeah, I know. I, I just, I, I don't want us. It's unfortunate, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't want us. We, we hate when antis take studies and twist them. And now we're doing right. the same thing. And I, we shouldn't be doing the same thing. We really shouldn't. And the other thing needs to stop, too, is advocacy needs to stop scaring people. They feel like they have to scare people to get results. Unfortunately, they're kind of true. Because unless someone is scared shitless, they're really not going to stand up and do something, especially a store or a business, unfortunately. So I'll give them that. They're kind of right. right on that. But it doesn't mean it's right to lie to people, to scare them, to get them to, to react. It's wrong. I'm sorry. It's wrong. I agree. Yes. I agree. Uh, back to what Andrew was saying about the VTA, Kevin. Yeah. I, I think that the VTA, first of all, uh, Tony about the president of the VTA. He met with, um, oh, God, who the hell was it? I just saw this week. He um, he met with, I want to say it was, who the hell was it? <laughs> Andrew, you don't know? Sorry, I, this is one of those situations <laughs> where now I'm looking for an article. Hey, Dustin's my best friend, and we typically brain fart at the same time. Right. What'd you say? Best friend in what? Uh, we brain fart typically at the same time. <laughs> well, that's why I love you, bro. I love you too. Let's see. Indiana smoke free. No, it wasn't that one. Um, he met with, I want to say it was someone at the FDA. I, I do know this. Um, so my old oh, boss, Tony Mike Ronchi, he, he is, he's part of Safada now. Uh-huh. And he has been for the past uh, six months. He's on the board. And it kind of opened my eyes to what was going on after he joined. And he was always against them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not against them, but he just didn't feel like it was being run correctly. Right. And he, the reason he joined up was because what they're doing essentially is they're trying to create the guidelines that, that we all have to follow so that it's, it's safer and smarter and more organized and, you know, everything else. And what they're doing right now, I know, is they're trying to replicate what's going on in Canada. So 
a lot of what they're doing is Canada just pretty much publicly supported vaping. And, you know, they have regulations in regards to bottle sizes. They have regulations in regards to what needs to be on the bottle. The USA can now now um, export, import, and sell to Canada and vice versa. Um, so, I mean, I know they're trying to replicate that on the USA level. And hopefully that goes great. But I know that the VTA has always seemed to have the most uh, most information. And and that's, I, I think, when Andrew's saying he follows them, it's not that he uh, supports them, so to speak. It's just that he finds they have a lot of useful information. And, and I think they do. I think they, they have a different way of looking at everything. Well, they also supported the Cole Bishop Amendment. And... <laughs> I, 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 right. anybody, anybody I think is insane to support that. And I'm, I'm going to play this for you, Dustin, because I'm sure you haven't heard it yet. Um, it, I never understood why anybody in their right mind would support the Cole Bishop Amendment. This is Senator Cole. You're list, this is what you're about to hear is Senator Cole talking about the Cole Bishop Amendment. I don't, Andrew, you listen to this too. Okay, this is Senator Cole. The Agriprobes Bill last year regarding the marketing of these products to children and to youth. Uh, it includes restrictions on vapor products, frankly, that go further than the FDA's deeming rule and are consistent with the FDA's current treatment of cigarettes. Importantly, my amendment would uh, require the agency to take a category-wide approach in regulating this emergency market instead of a piecemeal approach. That, that means effectively if you found a flavor or something that you thought was particularly uh, you know, um, uh, inappropriate, you could ban it for all these products. Not you hear them? You find a flavor inappropriate, yeah. you could ban it for all these products. And everybody's going, support the Cole Bishop Amendment. Like, are you people fucking nuts? He says right out of his mouth, you could effectively ban flavors with it. It's And people are supporting this. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I That's coming straight from the horse's mouth. I don't care what excuses right. they gave all these years for, oh, well, that, you know, they had excuse after excuse, whatever. I heard Senator Cole say to all these senators and congressmen he was addressing with this, with my amendment, if you found a flavor that was appealing to children, you can ban it. So why the fuck would we support that? I'm sorry. I'm not behind any organization that would support that because that's insane to me. But, right. uh, but you know, I... I, no, I after hearing that, yeah, I, I totally agree in <laughs> right. an aspect of Cole Bishop. I think, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the people that were supporting Cole Bishop, they were supporting it not as a means to an end, but as a transition. Like, if if you were to support the Cole Bishop and it went through, then they would have a better chance of getting other things through and and et cetera. I, oh, I yes. forget how I, it I went, but yeah, I, I right. think it was something along those you're lines. You're right. You're right. And I understood that that argument to it. You're absolutely right. And I did get what they were saying. I understood that. But at the end of the day, giving them the power, you that, that amendment would have given the FDA the power to ban flavors, which they don't have now. Like, why the fuck right. would we want to give them that sort of power? That's crazy. They, they're... they're and, and now it's great because they have no intention of, of banning flavors. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Tobacco uh, for Smoke-Free Kids came out with this huge press release where they were naming all these co- – I don't know if you saw it. They had all these companies. They had pictures that they were uh, uh, banning uh, salt nicks. 
And are they like all these salt nicks are new products. Why is the FDA doing anything about these all these new products? They were picturing salt nicks. They were picturing uh, any new product that was salt nick based. They put on this press release and they demanded the FDA. Really? Yes, they demanded the FDA remove these products. They they were smoke pod systems. There were anything, anything. They had a whole list of them, and they were demanding the FDA do something immediately. The FDA ignored it. They didn't even respond to it. They didn't even fucking give it the time of day. That is a big, big message that people need to listen to, that they went all their way to do that, and the FDA pretty much said, yeah, fuck you, we don't care. That's how much they're on our side. So we got to stop with the fuck the FDA bullshit I see every year. Fuck the FDA, you idiots. They're trying to save us. They're trying to help us. They want us to stick around. They want to make it as easy for right. us as possible. They're not against us. If they were, Andrew and I would be out of business by now. All of us would. We wouldn't be on this I, phone call. I, I agree. And and honestly, I, I look at it like we wouldn't have a spot on their website right. if, if they weren't in support some some way, shape, or form. Yes. Absolutely. I agree. So I found the, the thing I was talking about, Tony about the director of VTA. Yes. He testified before the United States Trade Representative um, in opposition to the tariff on personal electronic vaporizing devices. So it was in regards to the tariff. Okay, yes. It was, yes. That. Yeah, I know. That's right. A bunch of Which did, the, the tariff is scary as shit right now. Uh, well, and we talked about that, too. I mean, I, you know, Andrew and I talked about that earlier. Yes. It's, oh, did you? It's scary, but I think that. What's going to happen is, is maybe I'm wrong, but I think that I tend to think that between the distros, the wholesalers, and the stores, they're going to have to take enough off so that the consumer isn't hurt as it as much. Andrew seems to think the consumer is going to get hurt the most. <laughs> they're going to have to pay the most, uh, and he could be right knowing this industry. I mean, that's well, very possible. Not necessarily because. I remember the fast tech days, and I'm sure all three of us do. And, you know, if, if it becomes cheaper to order these products directly from China and there's no, no consumer block placed on any online sites, I, I foresee it affecting vape shops the most. Yeah. I don't think it's going to affect the distros the most because the distros – I've spoken to three distros that I imagined would have tried going through Mexico or Canada. Yeah. And the way they're looking at it is, oh, it's still going to be, it's still going to cost us roughly 17, 18% anyways, if we go that route. So screw it. Like the other, the other, uh, 5% is, is what it is, right. you know? Um, and, and with all these websites, like ejuiceconnect.com, where you could buy these devices at wholesale prices and these liquids at wholesale prices, like it, there's majorly something wrong with that. Yeah. If we want vape shops to succeed, we need to all support the shops, and we all and we need to. And let's face it, I mean they're not gonna they're not gonna last twenty years, but at the end of the day, the longer we can make them last as people that work in the industry, the better off we all are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and the tariff, the tariff scares me because it applies, it applies to a lot of shit. And I mean, they haven't even gotten into talking about all these bottles are made in China. 
chubby gorillas come from China. Yep. Like, they didn't even get into talking about that yet. Right. If that if those are tax goods too, I mean that's a whole different ballgame. Oh well, listen, that's next. That's the next round of tariffs. The next round of tariffs are going to be discussing. Uh, the tanks and and uh, all the other uh, products associated with uh, with vaping, so th- that's next. That's coming. Unfortunately, that's coming. Right. Yeah, I mean it's 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 crazy. Um, and again, I don't know how long this is going to to happen. I think China's going to have to give in at some point, and some deal is going to have to be made. I don't think it's going to last forever, but but it is. It, 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 it's gonna, it's going to sting. It's definitely going to sting. And. Listen, we fought through many other things. I'm sure. I'm sure the industry will fight through this too. Um, and Andrew doesn't seem to really be too worried about it. So if Andrew's not worried about it, then then I'm not going to worry about it. But uh, right. the other thing too, <laughs> I worry about a lot of things. I, I just there's things that uh, are falling into place, and it's not because of any fucking uh, group. It's from people actually reading up on international stuff going on that are in offices and are starting to realize that this is working. We just have to learn about it and figure out how to keep it in place. Yeah. And, you know, it's slow. Right, what happened was before they could start to learn about it, we advanced our so rapidly and so greedily that they couldn't catch up. Correct. Yeah. I Listen, I, I mean, I mean, for them to go through everything that every single manufacturer, every single facility has released, they have to hire thousands of people to sit there and go through everything. And and and, let, and let's be honest, um, what's going to happen? It's impossible. Their budget doesn't match up. No, no, it's impossible. Want. And what's going to happen <laughs> is a lot of these Chinese companies sending, say, smoke kits or Inakin kits or Vaporesso kits or whatever it is. Uh, they're going to be sending cookies and they're going to be sending plates and they're going to be sending dishes. And they're just going to fucking, they're going to, they're going to try to work their way yeah. right around it. They're going to be sending you fucking uh, silverware. I mean, um, hey, I could use some. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I'll never forget. I'll never forget when I, I it was like 2010 and they came out with this kit called the 401. And it was, like, supposed to be better than the 510. Like, the biggest thing was the 510. And the 401 was supposed to be, like, killer and a great battery. And the and the atomizer had great flavor and all this shit. And this was my first time ever really buying anything from China and selling anything. So I remember I went on to some website and I bought uh, 40 401 kits. And I had, a, I had a form at the time. I had a form called Blue Sig Form. And I was going to put them on the form and sell them to all these people. Because I'm like, shit, like, I think I, I think the price was like 20 bucks, and they were selling online for like 80 bucks. I'm like, well, I'm going to make a killing, right? So I bought, <laughs> I bought 40 of these fucking kits, and I'll never forget it. They came in the mail, and I, I come home that day, and my girlfriend's like, she's like, what the hell? You ordered cookies from China? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, there's a box from China, <laughs> and it says cookies all over it. And I'm like, cookies? And I open it up, and there are all the kits, and I'm like, oh, they're my, my Issa kits. She's like, well, why are they marking them cookies? I'm like, listen, I don't know. So <laughs> what's going on like back like back way then? But there was, uh, but they did that back then because they were at, the, at uh, Customs was actually confiscating shit. 
I'll never forget, there was a pure smoker had like fucking twenty or $30,000 worth of inventory confiscated, taken by fucking customs. They never got it back. I mean, that almost killed them. I mean, that's fucking crazy. That, happened, that happened recently, too. Oh, did when it really? They started, they, yeah, when they started blocking things out with China, there was a big, um, a lot of distros. It was around the time that Central Iowa formed the distro, uh, so about a year ago, I think. But they were they were blocking out. Like, a lot of companies were losing, having a ton of shit seized. I think U-Vapor lost, like, I want to say close to $500,000 worth of product in two weeks oh my to China. God. And they were still able to stay in business. Well, well, they were able... So, luckily... That five hundred thousand dollars worth of product was product that was still relevant by the time they got their hands on it. Yep. But it could have gone very badly. Right. Absolutely. Because like, you know how this technology advances; it, it doesn't even advance. Yeah. It just gets prettier, and people think it's better. Right. But um, but yeah, I mean, they could have been screwed. That's crazy. Unbelievable. So uh, yeah. Oh, and then the other thing, I have to address this. I have to address this. I see this all over the place. People and Andrew, you, you see this too. People are talking about why in the hell did Jewel catch on with teenagers, with kids? Why? Why Jewel? Why Me about too. all the products? Why Jewel? I'm going to tell you why. It's very, very simple. It's very simple. Okay? Has nothing to do with the look of it, has nothing to do with the flavors they offered it. None of that. They picked up on Jewel because it gets you fucking high. That's why they can smoke. You yes, they vape those things and they get fucking wasted. Let me tell you something. I haven't vaped nicotine in about a year and a half. And last month when my or a few weeks ago when my my peach came and I I had to I test the, the nicotine to make sure everything's cool. So I vaped a three milligram. I was like, holy fuck. It got me fucking lit. I mean, I, I was pretty high off three milligram. But that's because I haven't had nicotine in how many years? Three milligram. So I can't imagine what vaping a fucking 50 milligram. I couldn't even imagine. I mean, that must get you fucking ripped. That's why they're using them, because it gets them high. That's the only reason it gets them fucking ripped on nicotine. Has nothing to do with flavor, the device, anything. That's what it is. And it's crazy because, uh, you know, of course, the, the antis are saying, oh, it's the flavors. That's what, no, it's not the flavors. Or, oh, they make it look like a USB drive. And it's, no, it's none of that. It's none of that at all. No. It's because it gets them fucking ripped high. That's why they're doing it. That's it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> why is That's that? That's why, why the whole salt craze happened. But but nobody's saying that. I have I have a very interesting point of view on Jewel. Yes. And and I I think everyone and their mother is wrong about their thoughts on Jewel. Okay. I yes, Jewel is terrible. I think salts have extreme cardiac dangers. Um I still use them mm-hmm. and I use them when I'm on the go. But I've been hooked on them when I went I went on a cruise and I vaped nothing but 50 milligram blue raspberry lemonade for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I came home and I couldn't, I was hooked on them for three months before I finally got back down to six milligram standard nicotine. Yeah. Now what I think, and Andrew knows how much research we both did when it came to Juul, Juul patented their salts 
2015. Yep, Not only out. did they patent that technology, but they have the ability to alter their chemical compound and their, their mix with up to 37 chemicals at any point. They are, right now, they think they're setting themselves up to take over the entire market because they already own 72% of it, right. and they're worth $17.6 billion. Yep. But I don't think that what they're planning is going to go down the way they, they plan it to. And the reason I say that is because if you notice, companies like MyBlue, Blue's been around for years. Yep. My Blue bought out the My Von Earl. Yep. Not only did they buy out the My Von Earl, they bought out 40% of Cosmic Fog. Yep. They have salt pods that they have not released. Right. The same applies to Mark 10, who bought out the Fix. Now, you walk into a gas station, and the My Blue right now is a dollar for the starter kit. The starter kit comes with a pod. You walk into a gas station right now, and the Mark 10 version of the fix is $8.99, and it comes with a free pod pack. Yep. They're winning, and they're going to creep up with Juul because something is going to happen in regards to salt, nicotine, and cardiac arrest. I, I almost I, – I don't want to say I'm predicting that's going to happen – I almost feel like it needs to happen. And when something like that happens, all of a sudden, Joel will have already already eaten up the entire industry of salts. They will already have supplied their patent and seasoned assisted all these salt companies. And then they'll get shot. They basically shoot themselves in the foot, in my opinion. I think they're going to, at that point, these other companies are going to be the most popular in the gas stations because they waited and they bought a device that worked. They waited for us to perfect it before they bought it. Big tobacco is not stupid. Right. Joel couldn't even figure out who owned it for the first year. Pax and the guy that developed it were at war in courts for the next two and a half years. I, I don't think they're the smartest. I think they're just winning right now because of the fact that the device became everywhere and us being stupid vapors that had been in the ship for years started supporting it. When you go to conventions and you see people vaping jewels, they're killing us. Yeah. One at a time. They're all doing it. And it's, it's stupid. I think that RJ Reynolds, when they got the original patent for salts and tobacco, they, became banned within a year and a half because what they were doing was they were making cigarettes more addictive by adding salt. Yes. And I think Juul is doing the same exact thing and they're going to end in a very similar way. They may be worth whatever, but I, I, I think they, they're not even thinking of an exit strategy and they're going to get caught off guard. And it's interesting. You say hooked, you know, I went and dropped off a tea time order today at a store and I was talking to the, one of the guys that worked there, and, I, and I'm like, you know, I said, what's, what's hot right now? And he says, people still getting hooked on Nick's, on Nick's salts. That, that's what's hot. And I'm like, hooked? Yep. He's like, yeah, hooked. You know, they come in, they, they buy them, they get the 40, 50 milligram, and, and that's it. They're, I mean, they're, they're hooked on them. They, 
you're absolutely right. They're getting hooked on these things. There's no, there's no step down. There's no 50, 40, 30, 20. It's, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's a digital replacement cigarette. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, it is. And it's like, it's I, crazy. Uh, so for about six months, uh, from November, December, January, like for six months, starting from November till a few months ago, I was literally going through two to three packs of jewels a week. That's twelve to sixteen <laughs> uh, pods. Like Jesus. I was just sucking them down. Don't you get a headache? You don't get a no. nick headache. My body, when it comes to nicotine and all that, it immediately starts absorbing. And once I get that first head rush, it stops. It goes back to oh, well, that's my strength now. And and the thing and the thing that fascinates me about the whole salt nick thing in, in general. And correct me, guys, if I'm wrong, but. I don't even think there was really any sort of studies done on these things. We just like, they just like came out of nowhere. Then they were everywhere and everybody was vaping them. And like, nobody questioned it. Like, what is it? Like, that's correct. Like what's in this thing? That's correct. And and not, not just that, but Kevin, I've actually heard a few people and seen a few posts online about people asking their doctor directly about vaping. And one of the main concerns that doctors bring up right away when it comes to the, the benzoic acid and the salt is, is the cardiac issues that could happen. Oh, yeah. It's not even from the, from the nicotine. Wow. That's and, and to be honest, I mean, Andrew, you and I, we, we handle the salt because at the end of the day, anything to do with ADHD, the autism spectrum, anything like that, nicotine is like, it, it's it's like a stimulant to us. It's like caffeine. It's the same shit. Right. And it's it's crazy. Like the, the amount. I'm not even worried about the amount of nicotine in them. I'm worried about is that salt solution. Right. Right. Because I I think that that's gonna be the deal breaker. You know, I have a Juno in front of me, and Juno uses 36 milligram standard nic. Mm-hmm. But my blue uses 24 milligram standard nic. Right. And the Mark 10 uses 25 milligrams standard neck. So it's like we quit. You know, I quit smoking originally with 18 milligram. I could have probably handled 24, but it's like that's all this is. But the reason these things are winning is because America's lazy. They love pods. And because America forgot or vape shops forgot about the smokers. So they stopped carrying mouth to lung devices. What yeah. does a pod device do best? It gives you a great mouth to lung feel. Yep, that is true. That is true. That you, you know, it's, I didn't, it's just crazy how much it's evolved. And I didn't know that about about salt nicks. That's very interesting. I just learned something, and that's very fascinating. That you could have, car, and, and someone like me, for example, um, I I don't use nick anymore because number one, I think it had. Some issues I have GERD, I guess, and I, th- I think it was giving me issues, stomach issues, and I have to be careful. My father, and my brother, both had heart problems, and I could have the same problem. And I can't do anything. I don't drink caffeine. I don't do coke. I fucking anything that will right. speed up my heart. I I don't do pill. I don't even fucking take a Tylenol because I'm afraid it's gonna speed up my heart. I don't want anything to fucking fuck with my heart. Um, Yo, dude, right. I, I've been having 
palpitations from uh, finally quitting energy drinks. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, wow. yeah, it's so it, it, it's scary shit to me. I mean, that's so hearing. I mean, if there's something in this in the salt solution that could cause heart problems. Oh, my fucking God. And why, why are we even putting this well, shit I mean, out? It's, <laughs> I mean, it's benzoic acid. There's there's all different types of of these sodium compounds. And, and uh, what they're uh... made to do is they're made to help your body absorb it. So if you were vaping standard freebase 50 milligrams, you would. Hello. Hello. Where'd he go? Oh, hang Hello. on. Hang on, hang on. I, I got to <laughs> It just cut him off. Hang on. My phone hung up and it cut him off, but he's still Thank online. Thank you for it's calling. Call in studio hang host on. and call screener line. I'm going to bring him back on. your show number and press pound. He'll probably still be talking when we bring him back on. Enter your six-digit pound. Okay, number. hang on, everybody. Welcome, host. There we you go. You are now in the host room and can manage your callers okay. from the call-in studio web Hey, Dustin. Interface. I finally got off of it. Yeah. Was that my, my throat had been hurting that whole time, and I didn't even realize. Yes, and we are here. Can you hear us, Dustin? Yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. I just want to make sure you can hear us. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Listen, it's, 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 it's frightening shit. You know, I, I, it's funny because I have an issue with sweetener. I can't have sweetener. I was diagnosed with asthma, and I thought I had asthma for two fucking years of my life. I'm using a fucking asthma inhaler twice a day, every day. Come to find out it's goddamn sweetener and e-liquid. I stopped the sweetener. My asthma went away. <laughs> I mean, wow. you know, yeah, I, I you know, I, and, and then through, through having tea it's time. It's amazing that you say that because I actually, I've always had some, some type of an issue with the sweetener. Yes. I, I, I mean, so my aunt, just from drinking a 20-ounce bottle of Diet Coke every day for probably about 10 years, she developed lupus. Wow. And, you know, aspartame and all those artificial sweeteners, they always end up, if you notice, on a law commercial. Have you consumed aspartame and found yourself with lupus or whatever else, you know, it's always an issue. There's always class action lawsuits against these things, right. but the FDA allows them. And if sucralose is, is causes, they say sucralose causes memory issues to the point where it could cause Alzheimer's. And if you're ingesting that through vapor, that, that, that's gotta be dangerous. It is, but then I, you know, down the line, of course it's healthier than cigarettes. But, you know, maybe cigarettes would have given me emphysema and not Alzheimer's. I don't know. But what get, but what, um, what gets me, what upsets me, is, again, I'm not going to name names, but when I started my juice company, I had many juice guys who everybody knows are very popular juice guys tell me. Oh, there's a ton of them. They all use Well, girls. yes. And they told me, dude, you don't put, you don't put sweetener in there. It's not going to sell. It's like, and, and I, and I told him, I said, well, these are my issues. And one of them actually sat there and told me to my face. He sat there and told me, he says, listen, we know sucralose isn't good. We know it's not good for you. He admitted, we know that it's bad for you and it could harm people. And there's people that have reactions to it. He said, but you know, it is what it is. 
You know, you need it in the juice. So people, it's like, wow, I can't believe he was telling me that. Like, he knows that it's bad, but hey, it sells juice, so fuck it. You know, we're going to throw it in there because that's if it sells juice, it sells juice. Why are we any better uh, than tobacco companies if we're I, doing I it? I hate to admit it, but you walk, you walk into a convenience store, and that's probably the deadliest place you could ever go. Oh, sure. All the sugar. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's oh, astronomical. Yeah. We, we are a country that's entirely based on flavor and sugar, and it's disgusting. Yeah. And, and I, I don't, I, I do kind of, I, I have to close my eyes to the sucralose because I feel like if it wasn't for sucralose, maybe I wouldn't have quit smoking, you know? And, and it's just because some of the liquids, some people like sweeter stuff. I was never, I mean, the, the liquid I quit smoking with was Halo, so straight menthol. But from there, I transitioned to his tank by Cold Fusion. And it's a raspberry dragon fruit, and it does have sweetener in it. It's not much, but, you know, if it didn't have that sweetener to it, would I have liked it as much? Probably not. But So it's like it's the American way, you know? people adding sweetener. Yes, but, 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 they, but if they're going to be adding all this sucralose, there are people like me who have a reaction that can't have it, that can't vape it. And they should be disclosing. Right. They be, they should be saying, just let you know, warning: this has this contains sucralose. So that yeah, was, we talked about this. I, I, yes, that, that, that I totally agree with. Mandated sticker. Yes, For I sure. did. And I have stuff that has some sucralose in it. And I and I've been saying this for I don't know a year and a half now, two years, and instead of the juice companies embracing it, they're telling me all this time, you motherfucker, shut the fuck up. The fuck's wrong with you? You know who embraces it? <laughs> five ponds. Five ponds. Five five ponds. Five ponds almost started an anti-sucralose campaign three months ago. Really? When they launched when they launched their blue series, which is uh, salt, like it tastes salty instead of having nicotine salts in it. Uh-huh. When they launched that, their biggest thing is they've always formulated their flavors from the molecule up. So Five Ponds creates their own extracts. Right. Now, part of the sucralose issue is that there's sweetener in a lot of these flavorings automatically. That's right. And especially nowadays because you have all these flavor companies out there that are just buying flavors from people and selling them as extracts. Right. So, you know, Five Ponds almost went really hard on it. And then they realized, you know, everyone that carries us carries a ton of sucralose products we'd be shooting ourselves in the foot by doing that right and and i mean they still they still preach against sucralose and i respect that but but they're they're kind of right it's like it's it's very tough to be against sucralose when majority of the liquids that people are using have it in it and but and it, but it shouldn't be there in the first place when i started vaping there was no sucralose and e-liquid didn't exist. We were fine. We had great e-liquids. They were delicious. Well, <laughs> I mean, sure, there was no sucralose. Sure, there was no sucralose, but there was sweetener because all all of these extracts, you know, even Capella Vanilla, yeah, has has sweetener in it. Right, right. So I mean, it, it's unfortunately, it's in all the foods we eat. It's in everything. Now, does it does it bother you when you eat foods? With it in it, or is it only if you vape it? Uh, no. If I have it in foods, it can bother me. It's everything. It's whether I vape oh, it, ingest wow. it. Wow. Yeah. 
So it's, you know, and, and, and it just, just and listen, now be thankful it happened to me because for two years I was taking an asthma inhaler I didn't need to take. I had, now listen, if I was some fucking at consumer asshole out there, I could have said, hey, you know what? Fuck these guys. I'm suing these motherfuckers, these fucking assholes. They fed me a sucralose. It was making me sick. I was diagnosed with asthma. I mean, what if, what if someone like that, 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 that happened to? And that could very well happen. I mean, I, that, right. th- why would you even want that in your juice if, if that, that's even a possibility? I mean, that's just that's crazy to me. That, that's nuts. Now, I'm not that way. I would I've never, I've never done that in my life. I just stopped vaping it. I knew what it was. I just don't have it anymore. Uh, but, I mean, it's, I, I don't have it in my e-liquid. Add sucralose, no fucking way. Because what if, I mean, that could, I don't know. I just know it's bad. I know it's bad for me, and it's something that's not needed. And unfortunately, I think it's here, and it's here to stay until uh, possible lawsuits or litigate. Or, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you another thing. Once the FDA starts really getting into what's inside e-liquid, I don't believe they're going to allow sucralose. I don't. I believe they're going to say this is not a necessary ingredient, and they're not going to allow it. And they're right. It's not right. necessary. It really isn't. Um, if you know what you're doing, you know how to make juice. You don't need sucralose. Unfortunately, most people in the industry don't know I how think to it, I think it will probably end up being a no added sweeteners. Yeah. You know, for, for some extracts, they just can't they can't do away with it completely, but I, I think they will end up doing no added sweeteners. Right. It'll certainly be interesting. Which, I mean, still allows things to be uh, to be a little too sweet, but, I mean, it's, so I'm reading, I was telling you guys about benzoic acid and, and how doctors have said it affects cardiac issues. I'm reading right now, and benzoic acid is actually, it's, it's a preservative in foods, and it's in acne creams, and it's known that there's a concern that benzoic acid causes skin irritation. Really? Well, then why would they have it in But acne? yeah, it's in Joel. So it's an acne creams, but it would, they, it's known to cause skin irritation. Why would it be an acne creams then? Well, because I guess that's a like a side effect of it. Oh, okay. So that's a side effect. Interesting. Yeah, which I mean, we all know every medication in the United States has a has an opposite side effect of some some kind. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Wow. You're crazy. But, but basically, it allows it. They explain it that it's um, there haven't been any studies on it, no studies on its potential effect. Yep. The main worry is not is not any side effects from the benzoic acid, but rather the increased likelihood of a nicotine overdose occurring, since the nicotine in e-liquids that use nicotine salt is often much higher. Right. And and I mean that makes sense because what it does is it lowers the pH level. It says. Um, it makes it, that's why it smoothers, because it lowers the pH level, and they're using devices that are at lower temperatures. Right. It vaporizes at lower temperatures. So that's why it's it's this miracle, you know, that you're vaping high nicotine, and it feels like it's six milligrams. It's a miracle until you have a fucking heart attack or a stroke. Andrew, we're doomed. I agree. <laughs> hey, can we turn this into <laughs> Alex Jones of the vape? industry alex jones of the vape industry oh my god i don't know yeah. about that <laughs> i don't know about you're that. talking about john nathan kicked off no we're not talking about john nathan john nathan doesn't like me <laughs> <laughs> he's, no, he's alex jones of the vape industry 
Yes, yes, that's true. Yes, that he is. <laughs> that I agree with. Man, that guy. So I remember I heard I heard your show with him, Kevin. Oh, did you? <laughs> I had him on a couple times. Yeah. I had him on a few times. And listen, I, I I I liked John. I did for a long time, and he just went. And, and I, I I might as well say it because people have asked throughout the months, like, "What the fuck happened, John Nathan?" Um. John Nathan just decided to be a fucking dickhead in a Facebook post one day, and he fucking was being a dick to me, and I just had enough. And I said, you know, listen, uh, I forgot what I said. Something to the uh, to the effect of, well, if you don't, he said something like, you know what, everything you fucking say is blah blah blah. And I said, well, if you don't like what I have to say, then fucking stop following me, and don't read what I'm saying. And he's like, fine, motherfucker. And then he blocked me and did all this dumb shit. And I was like, whatever, fuck him. So you know that that was that was it with John Nathan. But uh, I, I, I mean, well, it, I mean, that's all it was. So everybody understands what happened to John Nathan now. But, uh, you know, beforehand, I mean, before all that happened, I had him on my show a few times. He was a funny guy. He was, in a, you know, John, John has a personality that you just like. You know, he, he's he's got that it thing. Very few people have that something where you just want to hang around with him. They just, they're funny, they're entertaining, right. you know, they're intelligent. He's got that thing. Um, and that's why he's been so successful in this industry. Not because he has a great e-liquid, because he's a very likable guy and everybody just wants to be a part of him. And, and right. they just want to be a part of what he's doing and who he is. And, and it's, it's worked out beautiful for him. He's been able to make this wonderful company out of, uh, out of this. But it, w- it was him that did it, not his juice. It was him. Um, he's just got that it thing. It's, uh, I can't really explain it, but Dustin, under, you've been around him long enough. You, you, you know what I mean. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, honestly, yeah. it's kind of the only reason me and Andrew are involved in this industry at all. Because people started liking us for some reason. Yeah. Who the fuck knows why? And I've we, always, I've, <laughs> and we became close with the once. people that supported us. I, I literally still tell people to this day, I'm still trash, though. Well, I, Dustin, I understand. <laughs> I mean, I understand why people like Dusty. He's a very friendly, likable guy. He's, you know, I get it. Andrew, I don't get. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, Andrew is, too, but he just keeps it more hidden. No, I'm just kidding. You know, Andrew is a, uh, <laughs> and, and, and don't take this offensively, Andrew. I'm, I'm being honest. Like right now, I'm looking at Andrew's Skype picture. And I'm sure Andrew knows what it is. I'm looking at his Skype picture. If I saw that picture without ever in my life speaking to Andrew, even knowing who the hell he was, just looking at the picture, I'd say that guy's a moron. He's definitely an <laughs> idiot. He looks like some hick redneck fucking idiot. Probably doesn't have a brain. But but once you talk to him, you find out that's not true. That's not the case. Actually, very bright guy. It's uh, and you know it's just it's it's far. That's not even close to being the truth. So that's what's fascinating about Andrew is that you know you look at him, you go, oh, I don't know. But then you talk to him, you say, hey, wait a minute, where'd that come from? Like it's, (laughs) it's your looks don't fit who you (laughs) who you are. (laughs) Don't take that offensively. I mean it as a compliment. You know, I don't think I've ever seen Andrew offended. No. Yeah, like, this is the thing. I've been, I changed my appearance so much. I do little things that people don't realize. And they keep 
what I do is a lot of what I actually know doesn't come out till you see sub comments and threads. You won't see it until you talk to me privately. So I put up the image of being a goofy, dumb redneck from Virginia. And then people go, oh, we just got really fucking played. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, 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 you're definitely not that. And I, and I will say this, too. Uh, I reached out to Andrew when I first started my, my company. And Andrew was just one of the few people that was actually nice to me and actually spoke to me and uh, gave me good information. Uh, most of them were fucking assholes. But uh, Andrew was one of the few that was actually, you know, a, a decent guy and didn't even know me. Could have told me just, hey, fuck off. Right. I don't want to talk. I mean, he was very open. He talked to me. He it, it was, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. I, I respect that. And uh, Andrew's a good guy. And there's very few in this industry, unfortunately. There's very few good, decent people. I wish there I'll was more. I'll still rip someone's right. head off. Like, don't get it twisted. Don't get what twisted? I said I'll still rip people's heads off if I need to. That's the. Oh, sure, yes. That's the thing. It's like I, I, I know where I can push buttons, and I also know where I don't need to because someone actually already sees the fact that I know what I'm doing when I'm online. I know that if I have my hair different than what an average person would, if I constantly am not seen wearing my own brand, that people go, what exactly does he do here? He sells T-shirts. Yeah. And he has these. And he ha he sells T-shirts, and he has this T-shirt. Um, it was oh, what the fuck was it? It was. Um, Are you it, talking about the puppet? Yes, yes, yes. Gun? No, the puppet one. The puppet one. It was uh, Donald. Oh yeah, I know what it was. It was a uh, Putin. It was Putin, and he had a puppet of Donald Trump, right? And yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a great shirt. That's a fantastic shirt. So. Let me get this straight, Andrew, because this is what I'm guessing. I'm guessing that you're sitting around coming up with these designs. We're not sitting around. It's work. You got to come up with these designs, and you're just releasing these shirts. Are you coming up with all these designs? Are you just – are these – I design – I come up with the ideas for most of them. Yep. And I have a team of designers I work with, mm -hmm. and they are within my company, and I don't boss them around. I throw them ideas. I say, cool, I've got four or five things to release. When I get these done, let me see some proofs. I, I, I'm actually sitting on 30 more designs to drop, and I'm just waiting. When I, when I feel like sitting down and going, yo, 7 p.m. tonight, we're going to drop one more. Yes, and, and, they're, and they're good designs. And what's nice is they're original. Listen, it's very simple. If you want a T-shirt that nobody else has... You look at his T-shirts. It's that simple because you're going to get one of his T-shirts, and I doubt you're going to go to a bar and everybody else. No one's going to have that T-shirt on. Only you're going to have that T-shirt on. Only you. Yeah. I love things See, like that. I love having unique things that nobody else has. Well, you have me, so that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's great. It's great that, that you're expanding and you got the T-shirt company. I think Dustin's very smart getting into CBD. I am a medical marijuana patient, and when I first started uh, getting my stuff a few years ago at the dispensary, I was getting, um, I was getting uh, hybrids with CBD in them, and uh, I love CBD. I love what it did for me. 
I love how it how it made me feel. It, it, it worked great. It, it, it was fantastic. The only problem I have with CBD is the very next day I feel like I I don't feel like I have a hangover. I feel like I drank, and I don't know why the fuck that is. I hate that because I love CBD. You know, you know what the problem is is right now it's all hemp based. Yeah, and it's like because there's not enough sativa plant in the world for or legality for any of these people to be pushing real CBD. Right. And not that hemp isn't real, but hemp has been snake oil since the early 1900s. Yeah. People have pushed it in any way, shape or form they could because it's legal. Yep. And the problem is, is I feel like it's, it's more of a muddled down effect and you're right. It does kind of give you that like, damn, I just used, bad CBD, you know? Yeah. It gives you that, like, effect. Almost like, you know, you drink a ton of sugar and go to bed. Yeah. You wake up in the morning with a headache. Yep. Like, it's uh, it's very similar. Yep, it is. And that's what I would get. And it's a Thank sh- you, random person. I guess you're listening in for that uh, three-shirt order. <laughs> what? <There's> a- wow. <laughs> you just got a t-shirt order? There you go. Um, yeah, three different designs. There you go. See? You have great t-shirts. Andrew, you mentioned you mentioned that you push buttons. I think I think that's one reason why we're on the show right now. Because Kevin, I think you push buttons more than anyone. Yeah. Oh, and I remember I remember the Candy King show. <laughs> I sat there the whole time shocked because Everyone hated that dude at that moment. Yep. And you you were sitting there congratulating him on his <laughs> on his cars and congratulating him on all this. And I wished at the time that you knew half of the logistics behind Candy King. Candy King is still a mystery to this industry. A lot of people have no idea how Candy King started. They have no idea that Brian Berber was a Canadian scapegoat that they used. They had no idea anything to do with Candy King. But I think it's funny now because months later, after you had that conversation with him, they're now one of the only brands that has been shut down by the FTC. Or rebranded, I should say. Right. But but they're rebranding, and I was saying this before, their rebranding, if you notice, was minus food. No images of food. They made very clear the FDA said you can't have images of food. That was their biggest problem with them. It wasn't everything else everybody was accusing them of, IP infringement and blah, blah, blah. It was use of pictures right. of food. So they took a— and Well, I, no, let's, let's be honest. It's not IP infringement. What, what it is is there are certain people in this world that— automatically they love copying things. They're copycats. Yeah. They love jockeying other people's style. And let's face it, the drip more hats are a bootleg champion logo as a D instead of a C. Brian had this fascination with copying companies. And it, it, it's just, I've seen it in many companies. But Unfortunately that- in different industries, that is a really big selling point. They do it in the perfume industry too. The other day when I went to go buy cologne before I came out here to Illinois, yep. they have a cologne that looks identical to Windex. 
It uses the same exact font and everything, and it's called Fresh. And I said to the guy at the cologne store, I said, is this common? Do you see a lot of this, like, this uh, almost like bootleg effect, you know, with these products? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, and they sell like hotcakes because of it. He said, the next product by that company looks just like the McDonald's arches. And I, I was like, I was blown away by that because it's not just vaping. It's just people that their whole lives have been fighting other people's styles. And what Brian did with that Candy King shit is that's exactly what he did. He bit all the candy company styles. It looked identical. It tasted identical. Yeah. And, and they won, you know? So when I say that there's a different side of it that you, you weren't aware of at the time, what I mean by that is that there were 30 investors in the first batch of Candy King. Mm -hmm. The first batch was produced on November of 2016. So yeah. it was produced long after the August 8th bullshit. Right. And the first batch was 30,000 bottles. I'm talking people like Rip Trippers were involved. People that I won't even name right now because of their, their good side in the industry right. were involved. Like there were a ton of people involved and it was all done through Electric Lotus. Chris Davis. I don't know if you remember Panic. Yes. Uh, DJ Panic. Yes. But he, um, he had his own lines over the years and now he's doing nothing but producing garbage that represents other garbage. Yeah. And that, that's all he does now. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. It worked, obviously. The FTC caught on to it, and so did the FDA. And you know what? They're still selling, I bet. They're probably not selling anywhere close to what they were selling when they came out, though. Oh, they're still selling. And they're, they're, listen, Candy King is everywhere. It's everywhere. Every Indian smoke shop in the country knows Candy King. Every, I mean, it's fucking everywhere. And right. the main reason I had him on at that time was because I saw juice companies attacking them and accusing them of something that they simply weren't doing, which was IP infringement. They weren't doing it. I saw a bunch of jealous fucking juice companies going, hey, what the yeah. fuck, man? These fuckers came out of nowhere and they're making market like this. What the? And that's all it was. It was jealous juice companies that were like, fuck you assholes coming along and jumping in this market. Get the fuck out of here. We're going to convince people that you're infringing on IP and you're terrible and blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, wow, that's fucking bullshit. Um, I mean, it's, I'm sorry. Right. It's just wrong. I mean, they're, they're, listen, I'm, I, I'm a small juice company. There are plenty of juice companies out there that will blow, they'll always blow me away. They're huge juice, whatever. That's them. Let them do their thing. I do my thing. I couldn't imagine coming out as a juice company owner and attacking, you know, and I used to get, I used to see John do that. And it used to drive me nuts. Okay. This is very simple. Yeah. If Ford came out with a car that everybody said, Oh my God, that is the ugliest car I've ever seen. What the fuck is that? It has problems. It's, it's being recalled. Just this nightmare car. Do you think the owner of Chevrolet is going to come out? And say, yeah, that fucking piece of... No, he's not going to say a fucking thing. He's going to shut his mouth. You don't go out right. and start... You don't say a goddamn thing about your, your competition. You shut the fuck up. 
You, you know, that, that just doesn't happen. I totally agree with that because if it wasn't for sleazy companies, we wouldn't have competition. Yeah. And, and competition is what's keeping us alive. And, and here's the other bizarre thing that happens in vaping. This doesn't happen in other industries. Do you see the owners of other companies going on Facebook and fraternizing with their customers? Fuck no. That doesn't happen. It doesn't vaping. I mean, you have company owners. I mean, on, they're on Facebook. They're I on mean, Instagram. you do you do to a certain degree. Like the CEO of T-Mobile, he interacts with a lot of customers. He does. He, he's. I, a, yes. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And, well, he's the exception to the rule. I mean, and he, you know, and what he, right. But what he does works. It fucking works. I mean, people love it. They they find him entertaining. Uh, he. Right. His videos. What he's doing is, is he's trying to say to everybody, listen, I'm just like you guys. You know, and that and that works. You know, especially this is a guy, an owner of a multi-billion-dollar company. He's just like us, man, and, and and they buy into it. But it's just not a typical thing you do, and it's not something you should be doing in business. And and everything is just. But the problem is, is we have a lot of young twenty-somethings running these companies, and they don't know. They don't know. They don't know so much. I see guys that are 24, 25 years old have these e-liquid companies. They're driving McLarens, they're driving Ferraris, they're spending a million dollars on cars. I mean, it, they've never had this kind of money. They've never had anything like this. You can literally become an overnight millionaire in this industry. You really can. There's no question. Um, I've seen a couple of them. Yeah. I used to know some of them personally. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But uh, certainly interesting. So real quick, uh, Andrew, I want you to tell people who don't know, because some don't know, where they can get your T-shirts. Tell them where they can get your T-shirts. Um, right now, I'm actually doing a 25% off sale on TLMMF.com. TLMMF.com. Yep. Okay. Use the coupon code SALE25 for 25% off and free shipping in the United States. Right now, I'm sitting on, I think, 25 to 30 designs, um, and they're gonna. I'm just going to keep adding more. And look at this. Now, let me ask you this real quick. Do you yeah. are these T-shirts that you have made up, or are they like made once people order them? Once they are ordered, we uh, direct to garment print them um, okay. by order. Okay. So, at, like everything's available. Every design you have is available. Everything is available. I have it preloaded, and then when you hit an order, my crew will grab your order form. They'll see the SKU code, and they'll go grab the file for it and push it to the computer that prints. And he has very, very interesting T-shirt designs. Uh, yeah, no, they're not going to have. Oh, I love them. They're not going to have some of the best T-shirts I've ever seen. Yeah, no, they're great. Um, yeah, there's not going to be. Someone just asked about free shipping to Europe. There's not going to be free shipping to Europe because it's, it's, um, it's. No, um, I will not. Um, I will deeply discount my shirts to get them over international. Well, there's um, there's a guy right now in Germany that wants to order a shirt, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, send me uh, an email at info at tlmmf.com, uh, and I'll I'll build you a code personally so we can get it down to as cheap as I can for you. There you go. Yes, email him. Email him, and he will uh, he will uh, get a shirt out to you. That that's wonderful. And uh, you know, you know what I like Andrew, and I I haven't even gotten a chance to tell you this. Uh, even though we talk every day, I like the the quality of the shirts. They're not cheap, man. They're really well done. No, no, I I I want these are store 
quality shirts. These are shirts that I wear. I, I have a shirt collection. Like I have a thing with material um, from me having from being autistic. Um, so like certain shirts, they feel a certain way. I want that constantly because it's comfortable. It's reassuring to me. My blanks for my Look. shirts are American Apparel blanks. These are top of the line. The company is known, and I was able to source out and get blank ones to bring into a smaller company. My sizes 4X to 6L are Hanes Comfort, and I mean, Dustin wears those, so he knows that they're the thinner Hanes that are breathable. They don't make you sweat. Right. Well, you know what? We, we have to talk later uh, in a couple of days because I want tea time shirts and I don't know where to go. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being harassed about people wanting tea time shirts. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about T-shirts. Uh, yeah, I, I'm deep sourcing all kinds of stuff. I want um, by this time next year, I'm going to have baseball T-shirts that are actually comfortable, like the cut style, like yes. the half. Yeah. Or two thirds sleeves. I want those. I want to be able by this time next year also do custom jerseys for people, shit like that. I, I spent 15 years wanting to do my own apparel company. It's not something I just thought of doing overnight. This is something I sat on even when I was messed up on drugs. Like, man, I want to do it. And I want to do it right. So I'm going to sit it down. My business partners approached me because they knew I knew what type of equipment to get, how to do it. And so at the same time, I was building my website. The same, one of my same designers was helping them with their website, and I launched before them, and it's been a blast. Like, I'm absolutely, I'm more enthralled with doing these t-shirts than I am about calling shops. Like, I'm very open about it. Like, it's my happy design time where I get to talk with two guys who understand the detail when I speak. I don't have to babysit them i'll come back in three days and i'll be like oh i didn't like that can you adjust this here here and here and then like in two days they're they're ready right now listen and i there's i i think it's a wonderful idea i think they're great t-shirts killing it he's you're killing it killing it killing it killing it you are killing it man my thing is is like i'm not I'm not trying to get big with anything I do. I'm not about that. I'm not trying to turn anything I do into a corporation. I'm, I've been inside of corporations as one of their lapdogs. I don't want ever to have people that I work with, people that are around me, to feel that way. Right. Well, I, I am the I'm actually the opposite of Andrew. I am looking to make. Tea Time, a huge corporation with 5,000 employees, and it makes $10 billion a year. So I'm the opposite spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and, like, I've got mad respect for that, too. You know, that's the thing is, like, because we're cool. Like, that's your thing. My thing yeah. is, is, you know, I, I want to pay bills and, like, take my kid to Disney World and every six months if that's if he behaves you, you know, know shit like that let me tell you something andrew this is my goal i'm, I'm gonna be 46 in a couple months my goal is to just oh, make enough money so that i don't have to work anymore that's all i don't have to have a big house i don't have to have expensive cars i just want enough money where i can just never have to worry about money ever again 
I can live in my I house, mean, absolutely. have my cars, you know, go on a vacation here and there. That's it. That's all I ask for. It's not a lot. Um, that, that's really, that's really what my, what my aim is. And Dustin now is in, is in Illinois. Is there anything you want to plug Dustin? Is there anything you're doing? Is there anything people should know about you and what you're, you're, you have a new life now. You have left the Northeast. You're in a whole new place. He's in gang yeah, camp. I mean, just every, everything still exists with me. I mean, except for working at Giant Vapes. I don't work there anymore. Uh, we're still on good terms and everything, though. I still support those guys. Um, and, I mean, the only thing that's been going on with me is I've been working on getting systems up and running for this company out here. Mm-hmm. And we're about to... Uh, we're about to shake things up in the CBD market. It's uh, there's a lot of a lot of overcharging going on. A lot of people are making a lot of money in the CBD industry. Yes, they are. And I feel like it's it's affecting the access to the consumers. You know, consumers can only afford so much money. And you know, if something's more affordable, it it's already proven that they're more likely to try to at least try it. Well, I can tell you. You know, and if this can help people, yeah. Even if it is a hemp form, if it can help people, I'm all about bringing it to people and the stores as cheaply as possible. Well, I can tell you. Know, you know, Naked, Naked 100 proved that yes. in vaping. And I learned a lot of lessons from that company because as much as I hated, I, I love to hate them and I hated to love them, but they, they were the smartest company to ever release in the vape industry Yeah, because they not only caused the entire industry to convert to bigger bottles, but they came out at a time when it was so easy for the consumer to back them and say, oh, they're right. We need bigger bottles. Yeah. And we didn't need bigger bottles. Yep. What we needed was for the devices to stop getting bigger and badder. Right. And, and when they did that, they sold to everyone in the entire country for the exact price they wanted. It didn't matter how cheap it was. Yeah. Okay, fine. Done. And they landed on every shelf and they were color coded and they were easily recognizable and they became the most recognizable brand to ever launch yeah. because they gave everyone what they wanted at a, at a good price. Yeah. And that's what a CBD company needs to do because CBD needs to be more accessible. And unfortunately all these other companies right now are just focusing on making money and making as much money as possible. And they're forgetting the fact that consumers need to actually be on board with these products. Well, I can tell so I'm excited for what's to come out here. I, I can tell you from uh, owning a vape shop in the past and working in a vape shop for many years and owning one, um, we had, we had sold CBD and the biggest problem with getting people on board with CBD was the price. Um, it was, you know, yep. we had to charge a certain price cause we were paying a certain price. We didn't have a choice. Um, at the time, right, it's not cheap for anyone. Yeah, no, I mean, at the time, it, thirty mils was like thirty bucks, and people are like, "Jesus, you know," and we're like, "Well, it's sorry. I mean, we have to pay a certain." And it, but the problem, my point is, is it turned off a lot of people. A lot of people didn't end up buying because they just simply couldn't afford it. And they tell us to say, "I'd love to try, right. but I just can't afford that. That's just too much." So you're right. There's absolutely a need in the market for a reasonably priced cbd that people can afford because there are millions that would love to be able to do it they just can't afford it and um i'm right. i'm absolutely shocked veterans, that it hasn't yet. veterans and disabled people 
could probably benefit more than anyone, and they're making the least amount of money. You know what I mean? I'll tell you, I so had it's like yeah, I I had I had created a CBD lotion uh, a year or two ago, probably a couple years ago. And I should still, I don't know why I don't do it. I, st- I should, but I, it's this wonderful lotion. My, actually, my fiance, my soon to be wife, made this lotion. It's incredible. Um, my mother uses the lotion. She loves it. I mean, and she is the most anti marijuana drug, anything in the planet. But I said, you just got to try right. this. You know, get over that. And she, she loves it. Um, and, you know, what's good for her is I just give it to her. It doesn't cost her anything. But when we were making it with all, you know, with the CBD we were having to buy and everything, it, it ended up being expensive. And it was a shame. I wish it didn't have to be that expensive. But it's like I had no choice. I mean, what they were charging me for the CBD was outrageous. You know, I, I it, right. it, you know, so hope, yes, CBD prices do need to come down. And if you have a company that's going to come out and give fair pricing, because as you already know, and I've known for a long time, CBD liquids are way the fuck overpriced. I understand they cost some money, but not that much. Not that much. Right. They're way well, overcharging. Yeah, I mean the average comp- average company right now is is looking at ten to twenty times profit. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. No. It and is. and they're not they're not even they're just closing their eyes to all the people that can't afford it instead of realizing like, hey, this product could be at Target someday. It could be it's already on Amazon. Yeah. You know, C B D is all over Amazon. Yep. And and like if these products hit big box retailers, it's a, it's a whole different ball game. Yep. You know, Big Pharma is trying to produce a CBD pill right now. Right. And if if we can stop them or if anyone can stop them, it's it's going to be someone that is doing it for the cost effective. You know. Right. Well, maybe. But I still own. I'm still still involved with Stacked Up too. Um, actually I made a post today because I, I found out giant vapes had it on clearance. Um, but stacked up has three other flavors in the line yeah. and those, those will be re-releasing soon along with stacked up. I, I waited till after everyone was done with everything. We already have labels designed and everything. Uh, we already have, you know, the, the proper warnings on the new boxes, but I'm waiting till after the, the pinch before I, I show all that stuff off because I wanted to give myself time to catch up on life. Right. Yes, absolutely. You need time to settle into where you are and which are you going to be out? Are you out there now? That's it. You live there. Yeah, actually I'm living in a hotel. I, um, I got rid of everything I had, <laughs> yeah. my, which, which honestly was just a bed. I live very minimalistically. I, uh, I only pretty much live with my clothes. I, I, I don't, I like to keep my things as minimalistic as possible because with my ADHD, I'm, I'm a ball of chaos. Yeah. Neither so of us own teams. I, um, I came out here and I actually, I live at like an extended stay hotel mm-hmm. that has a kitchen, you know, everything I need. And it's funny because for an extended stay hotel with free breakfast and free housekeeping, I'm paying less here than I am, than I was for a studio apartment in a basement back home. Well, you lived what in the Northeast? I mean, the Northeast is fucking outrageous. <laughs> yeah, I was in I was in Attleboro, Massachusetts, living yeah. in, in an old woman's basement. Yeah, and I was paying I was paying more there than I am here. Wow. And it's it's funny because I came out here to make more money, but the cost of living is forty percent lower here. Yep. So it's a it's a whole different world. Like I um 
I've been looking at houses and, and apartments and whatnot, and you can rent a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath house on an acre of land for like $1,100 out here. Really? Holy it's insane. Shit. Wow. <laughs> like huge houses. Not here. Here in Connecticut, for six, seven hundred. I know. For six, seven hundred bucks a month, you'll get an efficiency, which is just one room and a bathroom. Oh, if you're lucky, yeah. Yeah. Um, a two-bedroom apartment would probably be about fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks a month. It's expensive. I mean, it's just it's, it's it's outrageously expensive. And on top of of that bullshit, we have a bullshit car tax here. Where every year we have to pay a car tax, which is absurd. Um. It's just crazy. I don't understand. We have the worst. The we have Daniel Malloy running Connecticut into the ground, and then we had the the primaries a few weeks or last week the primaries because this November is finally time to elect a new governor to get rid of this motherfucker who's been destroying our state for years. And then all these dummies around here, they decided to vote for Ned Lamont, who is just like damn Daniel Malloy. They're complaining about how terrible he is, but yet now they want the candidate that's just like him to fucking run for governor. I don't. I feel like I live in the <laughs> twilight zone sometimes. It's like, where the fuck am I? It's amazing to me. It's kind of like the same thing like when Bush, when we had Bush for president for the first four years, and everybody was like, oh, my God, this guy's a fucking nightmare, right? Then we voted him in again. <laughs> people thought we were nuts. I mean, the whole country was like, what are you? The whole world was like, what are you, people stupid? I mean, it's it's like that. It's like I don't understand how that happens. <laughs> what goes on in it our world? It happens like every other four right. years. Oh, unbelievable. It really is. It's scary. It's, it, it's, it's fucking scary, Andrew. I mean, what are we going to do? You know what you're going to do? You're going to go to your NV, you're going to go to the NVE this weekend and you're going to watch Gore. That's what you're going to do. You're going to get very excited. Uh, I'm not going to watch them. <laughs> are you very uh, excited? Like... No, I'm not coming because I'm getting married next Friday. So, you're doing what? Oh, dude, congrats. Yes, I'm getting married next Friday. So, this weekend, her parents are coming, and it's a whole thing. And I, I'm, I, she's like, no, it's too close to our wedding. So, but, see, that would have been a perfect time for you to run away because her parents are coming. Uh, oh, I know, I know. It was <laughs> perfect, perfectly wonderful. But uh, I couldn't get away with it. So, I will be, I will be at uh, the next one next year, though, and I'll be at Mohegan, of course. I go to, or yeah, this year, next year's gonna be at Mohegan, so I'll definitely be at Mohegan. But uh, I think the next one is Denver. I'm going to Denver. Yeah, see, I don't know if I if it, put it this way, if they're within if I can hop in my car and drive to them, I'll go. If I have to fly because right. I hate fucking flying, then I don't know. Like like Zofia has something she has to do in California in a little while. And I know she's going to be like, are you going to go? I don't want to go. The worst thing in the world is flying to California. I, you know, I have to get first class because I can't sit in coach because I have fucking I can't be near anybody because I'm fucking I have uh, OCD and, you know, God forbid anybody breathes on me or touch. It's just a whole nightmare for me. Um, I, I freak right. out when the plane closes because then I know like there's air in there and I'm breathing in other people's shit. And oh, my God, what if they get me sick? It's just it's, <laughs> it is torturous for me. So I hate, hate, hate I, I, I can imagine. Like that. Yeah, that, that sounds painful. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. I used to be like that. And then I started messing with psychedelics in my early 20s. Uh, Late teens. Well, now trust me, Andrew. I am much, much better now than I ever have been in my life. I I have my OCD under control. When I were was, you, were you like Howie Mandel back in the day? Well, no. What I was, my worst thing when I was young, when I was a kid and a teenager, was 
okay, uh, let me give an example. I would leave my bedroom. And if I shut my door, when I, I had to shut my door when I left my bedroom, and I had to shut it a lot of times. Open, shut, open, shut, open, shut, open, shut. And I had to do it so many times. Because if I didn't, I, in my, my mindset, I'm going to die. I'm going to, like, stop breathing and die. So I had to do this. So I, I would tap things a lot. I would uh, open drawers, you know, open them, shut, open, shut, open, shut, open, shut. Um, it was a lot of tapping, opening and closing things a lot. Um, my hair had to be perfect or else I, I couldn't walk out of the house. Um, yeah, just a lot of tapping. It wasn't really. Now, what about, what about odd and even numbers? Um, no, nothing with numbers. The weird thing that I had, which I've, I've pretty much got control of now, but the weird thing I had was like, okay, here's for, for an example. Let's say my friend said, hey, you want to come over for dinner? No, no fucking way would I eat dinner at anybody's house but my parents' house. I, no way, because I would freak out like, oh, my God, what if they spit in the food? What if, what if they sneezed and it got on the fork or what? You know, that would, I, I would never, ever eat over anybody's house ever, never, ever. But yet, it's funny you say that because if someone, if I work somewhere and they have like a potluck, and someone brings food in, I will not eat it. Yeah, no, I no way I could I couldn't do that now. No fucking way. So like a buffet, I could eat it. I can't eat a buffet. There's no way. But uh, the weird thing is, is I can go to a restaurant, and I know what happens in a restaurant. I worked in a restaurant. I know what happens in a kitchen. There's some pretty fucked up shit that happens. And I'm oh yeah, and and I'm fine. No problem. <laughs> I can eat a restaurant. No problem. Doesn't bother me. Don't get affected at all. But so it's it's, well, a, it's well, a, most most of them. That's why they that's why they have ambiance and everything because they you know they make you feel comfortable. Right. But but I worked in a restaurant. I saw what happened. I mean I I saw right. I saw a chef get mad at. We had this guy come into a bar at like fucking one in the morning. We were closing up the kitchen. And they came back, and the guy said he wanted a ham and cheese sandwich. And the chef's like, no, we're closed. We closed up the kitchen. And the owner of the restaurant came back and said, he's a good customer. You're making him a fucking sandwich. So I saw the chef get pissed off. He took the fucking ham, rubbed it under in between his nuts, down his pants, rubbed it all over his fucking disgusting, sweaty armpits, put it on the guy's sandwich, and served it to him and watched him eat it. So... I see. I saw these things happen, yeah. like that happened. But yeah, I have no problem eating in a restaurant. It's the weirdest thing ever. I mean, my OCD makes no fucking sense. But I know it makes no sense. I know it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so, it's irrational. Yeah, it's, oh, all, yeah. It's, it's all in our heads, you know? Yeah, no, it is. And but, but I have much more control over it now than I did when I was younger. When I was younger, it was terrifying. But now, I think I just sold it. I realize a lot of this shit's stupid and crazy. So I kind of just... I'm able to put it aside. But yeah, I'm with you. If there was a potluck thing and like someone someone handed me something say you want, no. I don't want nothing to do with that. No fucking way. Um God forbid, yeah, you know. No. Yeah. I'm inviting you to the potlucks, guys. <laughs> All right. What do you say, Andrew? I'm going to invite y'all to the TLM MF potluck. He's having a potluck for his t-shirt company, <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to I'll show up. I just I just won't potluck anything. It's actually been almost three hours. I've never done a show this long. This is crazy. So oh, I just washed my toilet. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So uh, I'm gonna wrap this up. I want to. Andrew, I guess we're more entertaining than Lonnie Bozeman. Who? 
Well, yeah, no, Lonnie, Lonnie Bozeman. <laughs> I love Lonnie. Lonnie, you know, I, Lonnie, I listen. I like the guy. He's just he's. Uh, Lonnie, I feel is Lonnie fr- is Lonnie. Lonnie, well, no, listen. Like I told him, I and I told Lonnie this on my show. The first time I met him, I'm like, this guy's a fucking asshole. You know, he he came up to me and he he had released that that juice he had that that juice in the perfume bottle. I don't know why I was in a perfume bottle, and I uh, I had some, and I was vaping it at Chicago Vape Bash, and he came up to me, and he I never met this guy in my life, and he goes, so what do you think? And I go, about what? He's like, the juice. And I'm like, it's good. It's pretty good juice. He goes, yeah, best fucking juice you ever vaped. And walked away. And I'm like, who the fuck's that asshole? (laughs) And then Dino's like, oh, that's Lonnie Bozeman. He owns the company of the juice you're vaping. And I'm like, well, fuck his juice. You know, I was like mad. Like, who is this guy? (laughs) Fuck him and his juice. And, uh, but, you know, Lonnie's a, he's a smart guy. He's a, a funny guy. I like Lonnie. I know Lonnie likes me. He'll never admit it because God forbid his friends know that he likes me, but I know he does. God forbid and, he admits to liking anyone. Yeah, yes, God forbid, especially me. Oh, my God. If he admitted he liked me, it would be the end of the fucking world. Um, but but I do like Lonnie. I like that he's honest. I like that he's, you know, he, he doesn't bullshit. He, doesn't, he, doesn't, he just says it like it is, and I like that about him. And uh, he's built a hell of a fucking company. Got to give the guy some credit. He he has built a hell of a fucking juice empire. Got to give him that. He really has. And nicotine empire. Yes. Yes, he has. He's uh, something else. Very interesting. So, yes, like, like I told you on Facebook the other day, Lonnie, I do love you. But uh, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, God, I got a 10-minute time alert. I guess I can only talk for three hours before this thing cuts me off. So, Andrew, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Everybody's going to go buy your T-shirts, and they're, of course, going to buy your e-liquid. Dustin, thank you for coming on. You haven't been on before, so it's been fun having you on. Very interesting yes, conversation. Thank, thank you. Yes, it's very interesting. I was very, very glad you called, and you've said a lot of things tonight that I did not realize that I now know, and I love being educated. It's exciting, and I love it. Thank oh, dude, you. we've got we've got all kinds of stuff. We just ran out of time. Right. Well, listen. The yeah, good- I, and I'm always I'm always available to talk to both of you guys. And I talk to Andrew every day, but Kevin, reach out anytime, man. I I don't approach anyone just because I'm such an introvert and I never bother even even with my closest friends, I don't communicate with most of them. Andrew is one of the only people I communicate with huh? regularly. Right. But other than that, it's pretty much just my mom and so uh and a female friend of mine. That's pretty much it. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm always here, and I I really appreciate you having me on the show and showcasing Andrew more than anything because I love Andrew and I'm so happy to see him doing so well. And it's awesome that you had him on the show tonight. Yes, he's a wonderful human being. I love him as well, and I love both uh, you guys. I, I love We're... coming on Kevin's show. I don't give a fuck what anyone says, and I've told Kevin that. That's I right. I don't give a fuck what they say. That's right. I love that about. Oh him. yeah. It's fantastic. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. I will talk to you soon, and uh, we'll do this again soon. Sounds good. Have a good night, guys. All right, man. You too. All right. Later. Later. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, man. There we go. There we go. Okay. Beautiful. Two wonderful guests. Almost three-hour show. We got to wrap this up. I am done. Thank you for listening. I'll be doing another show soon, I assure you, because there's always things I need to talk about. 
And I always know whatever I need to talk about, you guys are there to listen. I love you guys. It's wonderful. Thank you. I am out.